Welcome everybody to Second Star to the Right, a Neverland Adventure, a show where five adventurers from this world and beyond are drawn to the magical island of Neverland in a race against time to recover a fallen star. I am one of your players and co-creators of the show, Andrew. I'm so glad to have you here. We'll bring the rest of the cast on in just a moment, but let's knock out some quick business. Um, there is a small chance that when we go to the game, uh, Brianna will still be not visible on the screen, but her computer is rebooting. She'll be back in a second. Hooray, technology. We appreciate y'all's patience. But first and foremost, we should say thank you, as we always do, to our fantastic sponsors over at Demiplane. Uh, go to Demiplane.com, just like the best resource for finding games, playing games, online or offline. It's a, they are a great set of tools for tracking your adventure, for sharing chat and video and content with your um, adventuring party. It's a great place if you're a GM to run your games on, to help organize everybody, schedule events, find new players, find new DMs. I mean, they're adding new resources and tools all the time, and they're just, they're really fantastic people. So just huge shout out to them, not just for supporting the show, but for supporting the community by making a fantastic way to collaborate and play more games, because who doesn't want to play more games? And of course, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, we have a special guest tonight, and you will meet him eventually, uh, but he comes to us from the fantastic goblins over Beetle and Grimm's, and we want to give a shout out to them as well, because our giveaway at uh, halftime today is going to be some fantastic, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember the name, Witchlight, Beyond the Witchlight, yeah, Beyond the Witchlight, <laughs> uh, t-shirts from Beetle and Grimm's, so hang out, make sure that you're with us in chat, we'll announce the giveaway in chat, keep an eye out for that, we're giving away three shirts uh, so thank you to them for providing that. That's going to be super cool. And with that, I will hand it over to Joe. Yeah, those shirts are super on point. They have these like beautiful big fairy wings on the back, which is like the most Queen Mab look that you can pull off on the street. So you're definitely going to want your Beetle and Grimm t-shirt during the giveaways. Um, other quick shout outs to our gold sponsors of the show. Um, Black Oak Workshop, actually, right now at this very moment, you know them as our official dice sponsor of Second Star to the Right. And you can also jump on board to the live Kickstarter they have going on titled Return of the Draco Lich. Special Bone Dragon themed dice have already been backed. Um, the Amethyst Dragon dice have been unlocked. The Emerald Dragon dice are up next. So if you go to Black Oak Workshop's Kickstarter, back their fantastic product, get yourself some spanking new dice. You will be very happy, I promise. Also, a big shout out to Laser Wolf Attack, another gold sponsor of the show. Um, they are doing big things right now. The next issue of Headlopper should be hitting the shelf very soon. If you go over to their website, laserwolfattack.com, you can score yourself a sweet nerdy tea not only based on the comics that andrew mclean um creates but also the um, nerdy genre that he um, um creates art in it's it's fantastic um they have new stuff coming out to their website that i've kind of gotten the hint on so you're gonna want to keep up to date with them um i think without further ado um we should quickly mention too that michael is not joining us this evening uh, he's taking some much-deserved time off, so though we will miss him around the table, don't worry, Dante will still play a vital role in tonight's session. 
Um, without further ado, please join us on another adventure into Never. Last session, our adventurers of Neverland triumphantly reunited the split party with a fragment of the fallen star in hand, leaving the city of the dead behind them, a closed door to the Elfheim shining high above the city of the undead. The players, through the daring tactics of Slith the Cat, made their way back towards the entrance of the Iron Mines, where an enclosed area with old cots set up provided a safe haven for the group to take a well-deserved long rest. So players, please make sure your character sheets are refreshed, spell slots are back up, HP is full, because you're gonna want it. Trust me. Luck points returned. <laughs> the night was a calm one. Underground, inside the iron mines, you didn't run into any knocking on the doors, any creatures wandering, just the comfort and warmth of the abandoned iron mines. You all, one at a time, sort of wake up, look around the chamber, and see that all is right. Um, who, who would get out of bed first? Me, because I, I, got, a, I got a lift. Helen, make a quick perception check. Okay. Remember how to do this? Uh, four. Excellent. Yeah, you found some like large like pickaxes and shovels that you've like tied together with, with loose rope to increase the weight. Um, and you you leave your bed and you head over to like an open area in this sort of uh, you know uh, barracks type chamber uh, to lift a little bit, but. Before you start lifting, you do notice something a little odd. You look over at the line of cots. Each one of your companions, your, your friends on this island, you know, have found their own places to set up for the night. You see, you see Shifra in her cot. You see Talith in his cot. You see Genevieve in her cot. 
But as you look over to Dante's cot, you see that it's actually empty. The dusted comforter flipped over, the pillow kind of haphazardly placed where Dante's head should be. It doesn't look like a sign of struggle, but something is askew. Um, I immediately open the door and look out into the hall to see if he's there. Sure. Are you, like, busting the door open? Are you, like, being a little hesitant? I've not busted a door. I'm busting the door open. <laughs> Look, I don't make exceptions about how characters open doors, so, you know. It's busting time. The door is busted, uh, which this loud sound would immediately jolt everyone else awake and, and either out of your bed or just your senses now come to you. Helen, as you look out into the hallway, you look left, you see the entrance to the iron mines behind the closed door, Neverland waits. The door remains closed. No fresh footprints in the dust. You look to the right, the, the way where that giant Queen Mab statue was, the door there is closed as well and clean. It's not been disturbed since you all last traveled through it. Dante is not in sight. I call out down the hallway, Dante, Dante. You Where just, are you? You just hear the echo of your own voice calling out to Dante. Uh, yeah, at this point, I, I'm going to go back in and just search the bed. Helen is frantic. Sure. Shifra, Talith, Genevieve, you all see Helen obviously calling out for Dante. She looks like she's in a, a bit of a tough. Would you ever have any reaction to this? Talith is still asleep. Very good. Or busting yeah. didn't wake you up? <laughs> uh, apparently not, according to random rolls of fate. Okay. Nice. Um, I, I would... Oh, I, I'm sorry, Schaefer, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Um, Helen, what's what's wrong? I, I don't know where Dante is. He's not, he's not in his bed. He's not in the hallway. There's no footprints. Um... This is like him. Genevieve's gonna go over and, like like, kind of push on Talith's shoulder, like, stir him awake. Talith. Uh, <clears throat> Talith, sorry. What? what no, what? Um, um, do you still have them met that connection with Dante, or is that already gone by now? <laughs> sorry, God. Uh, Helen yelled at me when I did that, so I don't think I'm going to do that can, anymore. Can you reconnect? Can you reconnect to him? Yeah, no, I just gotta, um, if he wants me to, I just gotta look at him. Uh, where is he? But that's where the problem is. We're not certain. He, like... Like he, he left? Like he left us? Well, there's no footprint, so I'm not really sure where he could have gone. Where's that cat? Can, well, can... while y'all are all doing this, I will cast Detect Magic. Absolutely. Um, Shifra, give me a little flavor on your Detect Magic. Um, I'll kind of be like... Like, I'll hear them kind of going on, but I'm not going to join the conversation. I'm just going to kind of, like, get up and, um, like, kind of walk over to the side and, like, do the motions with my arms and kind of just, like, mutter quietly. Um, not to... I'm doing it, but I'm not necessarily trying to draw any attention to myself. Of course, yeah. And as your sort of, you know, detect magic vision uh, comes to light in your starry eyes, you see but one faint piece of magic on Dante's bed. It looks okay. to be some sort of like parchment or rolled up scroll, perhaps. Okay, I will go get it. Sure, yeah, you trudge over Helen. I imagine you you also mentioned you're gonna search the bed. 
uh, you might meet Shifra at Dante's bedside there. Um, Shifra, as you like finish rolling out the covers of Dante's cot, you do see a scroll, a rolled up piece of parchment laying very neatly, like someone very daintily placed it on Dante's bed. There is a wax seal closing this scroll, keeping its contents from you. Imprinted in the red wax is a hook. Okay. Your detect magic tells you that the words written on this piece of parchment are magical. All right. Do I get any sense about how safe it is to unroll the parchment? Absolutely. Your detect magic would tell you that it's not like a glyph of warning or a magical trap or anything to harm. If anything, it's just to read aloud a message, per se, like a howler from oh. Harry Potter. Okay. So I will, I'll open it. Absolutely. Yeah, you break the wax seal, you unveil the scroll and see in a common tongue a few sentences printed on it. And out loud, you hear a voice bellow from the parchment that all of you hear, and it says, You have taken something from my mind of immense value to me. So in return, I have taken something of immense value from you. Meet me at Shipwreck Cove when you have finished your beauty sleep, and we shall parlay. And as the last word finishes reading itself, the scroll rolls back up, reseals in red wax, and then falls back on Dante's cup. What did we take? What did y'all take? I don't know. All I know is whoever this is, I am going to kill them in the most painful way that I could possibly kill anybody. And then Helen punches a wall. Boom! A huge fist imprint on the stone wall. Okay. We'll get Dante back. He loves illusions, so this is probably he's probably having a grand time. This is probably right up his alley. No, no, he wouldn't no. leave me. That, that. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. The the, the symbol. Look, and, and I, I hold up the scroll. Remember, remember the on the beach, the box we found. Yes. It had the same symbol on it. When that spider jumped yeah. out and did the whole the whole thing, it was the same thing. It, it's like that oh, spider yeah. has Dante. The, you think the spiders? The spider is the hook. Well, the spider was guarding the box with the... I mean, it just it thought it made sense. I think the, the the symbol being there is not a coincidence, but ship Shipwreck Cove. That's what it said, right? Yes. That is correct. Okay. Um, Do we... I mean, where's Shipwreck... Uh, Shifra, when you when you flew when we first got here, when you were up above the when the when the big weird bird and you did the thing and there was the wizard, the okay. wizard. Do you think the wizard did this? Anyway, uh, we, when you flew up, did you no, see? No, he is the great and terrifying Thassa's Moldar. He is not a hook. That's fair. That's a good point. I can't I can't argue with that. But when you were when you were up uh, high, did you see? Did you see a shipwreck or did you see a cove? Because um, we don't have a map or anything. I, I mean, was, go ahead. <laughs> you would recall, uh, and frankly, all of you from being on top of Queen Mab's Fairy Hill could remember that on the west side of the island, um, there is a cove that uh, the waters brace and crash up against a steep cliffside. 
and there a graveyard of wooden ships rests, broken, beaded, and shattered. This must be Shipwreck Cove. We saw it on top of Queen Mab's Hill. All right, then let's go. We know where it is. We have to go now. Okay, let's go. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, what if it's a trap? I don't 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 want to sound ridiculous or anything, but like... You don't sound ridiculous. It's more than likely a trap. Even if it is a trap, where's Dante? As in, I'm sure Dante is there, but I don't think he's going to have good intentions for us, whoever this person in that in that note was. Mm. Alice, make a insight check for me. Sorry, Genevieve, you were saying? Oh, Genevieve would just say, she thinks it's a trap, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't go. They should just be aware. 15 on that insight? 15. Talith, you recall the letter mentioned that you took something from the mines that belonged to the person who wrote this letter. Your best bet, the only thing that you would be taking with you from the mines is that star fragment that's currently secured in the star shell on your person. Well, I also feel like we're taking away like a, a sense of like closeness and, and friendship that we didn't have before we entered the mines. Like maybe, maybe that's what they feel like we took <laughs> away from them. I mean, it's honestly, um, the star fragment <laughs> is the friends that we made along the way. Uh, yeah, that occurs to me. I, I probably don't say that out loud. Sure. So do we just want to like, do we just want to like, I, I mean, what, are we just going to just like run? Are we going to, I I don't, what, what's the plan? I mean, I'm down, whatever, whatever it is, I'm down. Well, let's just think about getting over to that area, stop when we have a decent view, potentially, and just try to see what's waiting there and then make a plan as we go. Ultimately, we're not going to know anymore just sitting here. Agreed. Uh, and I get up, uh, and I'm trying to open that door at the front of the Iron Mines. Is Excellent. the cat still around? Oh, the cat is still is just the most relaxed, sleeping, curled up on top of, like, a crate. Hasn't even paid any attention to any of you. All right, I'll go over to the cat. Is it awake, at least, or no? Yeah, as you approach Sith the cat, you see that it sort of just like opens one eye and like flicks one ear at you. Um, Mm -hmm. It looks at you, but doesn't say anything. Okay. I'll kind of like make my cat face and like flick an ear back at it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll say, hey, Sith, um, what do you know about a hook? Oh, my. A hook, you say? A hook, I say. Sith sort of like, you know, gets up, does a big like centered cat stretch, walks around a little bit and then like sits its butt down on the crate, looking at you, she for almost at eye level. Again, you know, Sith is, is like a, a small dog sized cat. Okay. Well, I don't know much as I don't often leave the comfort and safety of the mind, but one who does go by the name of Hook has been rooting around deep in the mines lately, long before you and your friends arrived on the island, of course. Do you know what what they want? Uh, not really. I don't really care to know. But I have noticed they've taken a lot of raw iron out of the mines. Mm. For what use, I don't know. 
Genevieve and I did see um, did see some 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 guys uh, grabbing iron with those spiders. Remember? We did. Yes. They were kind of like you guys can't understand the cat though. Yeah, you can't understand the cat. I say to to Helen as we're having a side conversation, just sharing things that happened during the other day. I'm busy opening the door. Don't don't you dare talk to me. (laughs) Genevieve, however, is going through her bag um, and just making sure that they have everything else on them and nothing's missing. Yes, uh, as everyone you know checks their phone wallet keys, you notice everything else is still on your person. All right. Well, well, thank you very much. Um, Helen is a bit preoccupied with getting out of here, um, but I I know you know where the food is. So yes, of course. I'll be sure to keep the cots warm for you all if you wish to return. Oh, thank you. No problem. And then just curls back up and falls back asleep. All right. Um, I will walk over to Helen and just sort of like announce to the group saying there's a person called Hook who likes to take iron. Did any of you grab any iron? Yeah. No. Actually, Talith and I both did. Yeah, just like a little bit and I like hold it out. Piece. Oh. oh, maybe we can trade it for Dante. I for didn't Dante, even think about that? that. That actually, I mean, if they want iron, we do have iron. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. If that's like the hostage price. Easy peasy. Or I just kill whoever this is and we take Dante back. That's an idea Easy too. You hear Helen's voice echoing from like at the entrance of the Iron Mines. <laughs> Very good. It sounds like we're ready to mosey on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Shifra, Talith, and Genevieve, as you all leave the barracks, you see Helen at the front door of the mines already. Her massive, bulking, hulking arms on that giant stone door as she moves it aside with ease. Bright Neverland daylight pierces through the lobby of the Iron Mines, and all of you have to take a moment to, you know, block the light out of your direct vision as you've been underground for at least a day at this point. And it seems that another day has risen. You see a small grove, a clearing in front of the Iron Mines, and then the jungles of Neverland quickly take hold of your vision. We want to set out? It's this direction. I'm sorry, I get so turned around. It's this direction, right? Does anyone remember? I'm going to be honest. I wasn't paying a lot of attention in maps uh, or anywhere. Um, Point me in the right direction. Where are we going? Due west. Thank you, God. (laughs) And I turn due west, and I say, "All right, let's go. I'll I'll take point." Um, Helen, you want to you want to cover the back, and uh, uh, she from I am Genevieve. already walking west. <laughs> I I have no time for these formations. I hustle after Helen. Genevieve will follow. Yes, I'll um, follow. All the while making conversation. Um, I I guess what what do you think that they meant? that person by something that we took from the mines. All all I can remember taking at this point was obviously sc- the scroll that you were able to get me, or not scroll, but the, the parchment of that spell, iron, star, which do you think it is? It's, I would assume the star, but... I, I don't know, because the star is, I mean, it just fell, right? Mm-hmm. And this dude's been digging iron for a while. I, it might be 
might be the iron, like, or maybe, or maybe it is a spell that's been there for a while. Um, I also have these, and I hold up the two potions of greater healing that I took from the mine. Oh, that's true. I put them back. We actually took a lot more than I thought we did. Hmm. I mean, none of it more important. Well, maybe the star. We can't get back without the star. Most of it not more important than Dante, though. Yeah. All of it not more important than Dante. Well, no, well yeah, I mean, obviously, my point is uh, we can trade most of it. And if they want the star, the thing we need to get home, then we can kill them. And and so I'm just saying we have options and we can keep them all open. Uh-huh. As the group continues their discussion, um, Tal, if you sort of hold everyone up as you get to the, the, the tree line of the dense Neverland jungle. Although you know Shipwreck Cove is due west from your current location, you're in one of the most dense parts of the forest of the jungles, and there's no clear footpath due west. It could be very easy to get lost as soon as you cross the threshold into the jungle. Helen, look, I, I know I know that you you want to go, um, but give me a second. I'm actually pretty good at this. Let me, if, if you'll let me find a way, then just, just let me look so that we don't get lost, because if we get lost, we can't help him. Fine, fine, fine. So I'll take a second and try and find a, a more clear path um, through so we can get through quickly. Talith, before you roll survival, make a perception check. Okay, that's good for me. Uh, seven. Uh, 15. 15. Um, as you and your companions all stand together in a group, you start to look at the trees, the position of the sun, trying to find what the best route might be through the dense jungle. All of a sudden, you see something kind of moving in the dirt underneath. It looks like there's some sort of object laced underneath the ground, and you have just enough time to either jump out of the way or push one of your companions out of the way. Who's closest to me? Everyone is within pushing. You're all kind of in a group. Yet. Okay. Hold on. I, uh, I just, I, I glance over and I shove Genevieve out of the way. And if I have time, I try and like dive into Shifra. Like, a, like, choo, choo. yeah, because I'm you, so lucky. You push Genevieve out of the way. Genevieve, you hit the ground, sort of like sliding a little bit. Um, I'll let, we'll give it a shot. Palith, make a dexterity saving throw. Hmm. Made a classic blunder. You've asked me to make a deck save. It's a 23. And as you hear a snap, a snare trigger, you do you how do you push Shifra out of the way after pushing Genevieve? Like it, it's pretty rough. It's just like a body like shove. Like like yeah. Genevieve was like like clear push. This was just like throw my body at her to try and like like knock her out of whatever I see coming. Yeah, a big old hit check, Shifra, you hit the ground as well. And as the snare snaps, a big, thick rope net triggers from the ground, springs up, engulfing Helen and Talith inside of it as it locks up at an overhanging tree branch. 
before Genevieve and Shifra can get up, before Helen can start ripping the rope apart, four creatures jump down from the tree with long spears in their hand, well, long for their short side, wearing dirty, torn, raggy, commoner clothes. What look like children with dirty faces, roughed hair, unbuttoned shirts with pointed sticks hold all of you up in this clearing. One of them says, stop right there. Another goes, we got you now. Another one says, oh, the trap worked real good. Yeah, real good. Is this and they like have that, you all at, at spear point. Is this like that scene from the office where everybody's like, because <laughs> <laughs> because I probably have two like glowing orange daggers, like like just floating above my hands. Uh, and I'm just like, whoa, 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 everybody, everybody. And I immediately look at Helen to see what she's doing. Uh, hey, kids, I'm going to cut this net. Um, your spears are so cool. And I'm just trying to kind of like slide closer to the net. Uh, and aren't you inside the net? Oh, I thought I thought I made it out. Did I get in the? No, in the you pushed Genevieve. You hip checked Shifra out, but you and Helen got snared. Oh, up. then yeah, I'm just gonna be like, whoa, uh, what a cool trap! And I'm gonna try and slip a dagger out of, kind of like the the, the uh, sheath on the belt, and kind of like saw it behind me where they can't really see. I'm like, whoa, those are such cool spears. Where did you get those? Wow. Make a. Um, make a charisma check. Uh, just straight charisma. All right. Seven. Seven. You hear the group of children call back up to you. They say, don't make any quick moves. Or we'll run you through real good, you nasty, rotten pirates. Oh, uh, we're, we're not pirates. Uh, we're actually on our way to kick the ever-loving shit out of pirates, potentially. Helen, make a persuasion check. Yeah. Thirteen. <laughs> The, the leader steps up, um, what seems to be the leader at least, the child that is the smallest out of this group of now five children that are in full view. This child has a, a very decorative um, blazer on, fully buttoned with a cuff collar and like uh, puffy sleeves coming out from underneath the jacket. Um, hair sort of styled with mud from the jungle, socks rolled up just below the knee, and a spear now supporting the child's stance. Helen, the child looks clearly at you in the eyes as you're like tied up in this rope net and just says, did you say you're here to mess up pirates? Yes. That's That was the plan before we got all caught up in this net. This leader child takes a knife out from his, you know, inside breast pocket, throws it at the rope, cutting it, 
dropping you and Talus to the ground in a big thud that Genevieve and Shifra would feel. Well, seems like we're in the same business than we are, but it's still curious that you walked out of the mines just after a group of pirates walked out. Well, they the pirates... took our friend. Your friend? Was he the one all tied and gagged up? A, a real wet pants looking fella? That's the one. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, we see him. We see him come this way. They're heading to Shipwreck Cove, they are. Though we thought we'd get the jump on any pirate straggler. But we just caught codfish instead. <laughs> As all the kids, like, laugh at the, the small children's joke. So, we know why we don't like the pirates. May I ask why you don't like the pirates? <laughs> don't, do you need a reason to not like the pirates? They're a bunch of stinking, greedy, land-loving adults that just want to take everything they can and are always after our leader. Yeah, that's right, but we're here to protect him. Who's your leader? Our leader is somebody that goes by many names here on the island, and I'm not quite sure I trust you all enough to tell you his mm. name, but I'd be more than happy to tell you our names. My name is Shoppa. You can tell because my spear is the sharpest. Why this is over your name here, sharpest? What? Caliph? Okay. It's Caliph. Yeah. No, your spears, your, uh, your spears are super cool. Uh, what's everybody else's name? Just like blow the kid's mind for a second. <laughs> <laughs> right, Shoppa. My spear is always sharper. Uh, over here, we've got Frock. This is Trinket, and as you look at Trinket, he's just like picking something off off the ground and looking at it. This here is Sleeves, and Sleeves, she just has like the longest sleeves that like drop past her knees and she can't hold her spear right because of it. And this right here, the tall fellow, that's Twice. Tell him why your name is Twice. Twice, and Twice speaks up. Yeah, my name is Twice, it's Twice. And we are lost boys. Uh, why, why are you lost? <laughs> why are we lost? Because we're here. Do you, uh, do you, do you need help? I mean, do, do you need help getting home? <laughs> help getting home. We are home. Don't you get it? And he like hits you, like has to reach up to like hits you on the chest as you're standing up. All but right. If, if this you is your here? home. If you're not pirates and you're adults, well, that just don't make any sense. We're on a mission. A mission? And they all sort of like perk up as soon as you say the word mission, Helen. Oh yeah, no, we like, we like a good mission. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mission. What sort of mission are you on? How about this? I'll tell you what kind of mission we're on if you tell us how to get to Shipwreck Cove the safest way. Hmm. Sharper sort of just like, you know, uh, rubs a beard he, he wishes he had, looks over at his, his band of lost boys here. Make a persuasion check, Helen. Sweden. Oh, hell yeah. That's a 18. <laughs> you hear sharper just like lean back and draw as much 
moist mucus from the back of his throat as possible and then spit the loogie right into his hand and reaches it up and out towards you and says, I think we got a deal. I do the exact same. I take his little hand in my giant hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with too much force, you would crush it, but uh, Sharper... (laughs) (laughs) Sharper, like, tries to shake hands, but just moves his elbow because he isn't strong enough to actually move your hand. (laughs) Righto! Brick Cove it is. This is the easiest deal we've ever made, boys. Uh, Roy, this way then, just follow us. And they turn coat, single file line, like snap into place and start marching through the jungle. Here we go, marching, marching we go. I turn to the rest of the group and I shrug. <laughs> I'm I'm like doing the motions. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Anyone else have anything to say before following the these lost boys in tow? Uh, Genevieve would probably kind of a uh, look at Helen and like kind of whisper, hoping the lost boys don't hear her. And I I children just being here by themselves and they've managed to survive. Children are uh, pretty resilient. I guess that's fair. And she just kind of looks really confused and continues forward. I pat her on the shoulder and I say, clearly you've never been to the circus. I keep walking. (laughs) (laughs) And I just say to whoever's near me, I assume Shifra, because we both seem to be into into the marching, like, this this is pretty cool. Like, I think they're the nicest people we've met since we got here. That's a fun little march. And you hear the Lost Boys still marching in tow. Here we go, marching, marching, we will go. Shipwreck Cove is just just another another tow. And we march like this for a clean hour. And it's it's not an easy (laughs) march. It's hot. It's you're all sweaty. It's dry. You're watching through like thick roots and bushes and the children are below the branches. So like they right underneath they can march through, but you all have to like, you get smacked with a leaf or have to like hold a branch to the side so you all can like walk through. Um, And eventually as they probably get a little bit ahead of you all, you hear Sharper yell and hold. And you see them all like fan out right at the edge of a clearing. Sharper says, spears point, as the spears like drop down in front. Do any of you have a reaction to this? You're, you're seeing the Lost Boys backs. I, I would join my them. Hammer. Yeah, I would join them on one end and like take out like my little dagger and like, I'd like get down on one knee and kneel and stick my dagger out. Sure, yeah, you sort of get in line with them, point forward. Uh, Helen, you were saying? Oh, I I will come up just behind them and I'm going to take my hammer out in case there's business to be done. Nice. <laughs> and I would try and like, like seeing that, like take that moment to kind of like drop down to the side and see if I can't kind of like disappear into the brush a little bit since everyone seems so focused attention right sure. here. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And Genevieve? Genevieve will... I just stand behind Helen trying to kind of peer around and she just kind of has her fingertips lightly touching the crystal ball on her hip. 
Excellent. As you all get into your positions, uh, the vision now comes into light. In the center of this clearing, completely void of the dense jungle trees, stands one singular tree that could not be more out of place in the Neverland jungle. It has this sort of like bright bluish wooden tree trunk that sort of like, like you know, snaps and wickers in, in random ways. The leaves are purple and pink, spawning from the upper canopies of the branches of this tree. Around the tree is a wrought iron fence, very similar to the iron fence around Queen Mab's Hill. Um, Sharper calls out, and signed, march! Hup, 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 as the Lost Boys start, like, crab walking, marching around the tree with their spears pointed at it directly. Shifra, make an insight check real quick. Is a 12. A 12. As the, as the Lost Boys start crab side marching around the tree, their spears pointed at it, you're like quickly distracted by the tree itself. You hear that, you know, ever playing fairy harp music coming down from the leaves. You feel like you could even talk to the tree in the native fairy language if you could get your hands on it. This tree, Shifra, is from the Elfi and was planted. Okay. So I, uh, do I gather that like the, the lost boys feel like suspicious of the tree or like reverent or afraid? They obviously have their weapons drawn pointed at the tree. Um, though they seem a little more like playful than aggressive with it, you know? Um, okay. And they're just keeping a, a distance, a safe distance away from it. Okay. I will, I'm gonna like keep an eye out from them because I don't want them to react to me, but I'm just gonna walk up to the tree slowly and like, touch it sure um anyone else have a reaction at this point do we see her walking towards the metal yes there's that fence between them oh wait yeah. sorry Shifra. there there is a wrought iron fence around the tree oh i see i see hmm okay um and in that case i say helen um you like busting things up could you like bust this a little bit um sure Although it seems like the tiny people are afraid of it, but you, you okay, yeah, sure, be my guest. Uh, I'm gonna try to tear this fence apart. Sure, yeah, Helen, you break formation, walk out into the clearing, and stand in front of the iron fence around the fairy tree. As soon as you're there, Sharper calls out to you and says, Be careful, ma'am! Those fruit are rotten if you eat them! And Helen, you now realize, standing underneath the tree, that there are these, like, beautiful, shining, sky-blue apples growing from the tree. Okay. I'm, I'm just here to tear up the fence. I yeah, and no, no check needed, Helen. Raw strength. Oh. You can just pull the iron bars open. Uh, wide enough for Shifra to safely pass. Yeah, I'll do a little bunny hop through and then touch the tree. Sure. 
Yeah, you get a little nervous passing through those iron bars, but as soon as you're up against that tree, your your hands on it, you feel like rejuvenated and light and, and bubbly as you hear like just some like, you know, uh, like acapella, like singing jazz just in your head, beautiful fairy music. Um, you get so into it, so into the rhythm and the feel that you you just naturally, without any hesitation, like go to re reach up to grab an apple, a blue apple. Uh-oh. You said I feel like I could talk to the tree. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so do I like... I still have my wits about me, right? Like I remember them warning me about the apple or is it like, oh, yep. Yep. I'll say, um, and then I'll say, tell me about your fruit. And you just hear, <laughs> usually on like a third date, but you just hear <laughs> from, from the tree, I have to channel my best, the bronze girl voice. Oh, hey girl, how's it going? Oh hey, it's going all right. Um, some people are a little like suspicious, but you know it's to be expected, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you mean those lost boys? Bunch of varmin, if you ask me. They're not in good stances, good status with you know the queen of fairies. But you, girl, you hungry? You go ahead and take a piece of fruit, no problem. Oh, thanks. So I'll take the fruit and I'll say, so why are, why are they in bad standing with you? Oh, look at them. Dirty scoundrels. Uh, yeah, sure, they're organized and they help when I ask, but they're a little, you know, loosey-goosey wild card, if you ask me. Yeah, when they eat the fruit from my tree, <laughs> they have a bad time. But you, you can eat it. No problem. Yeah. Thanks. Just share uh, it with well, your friends if you like too. Okay. When I was talking about being suspicious, though, I was referring to like some of the people that I'm with. Oh yeah. You see, I wouldn't know anything about that, so you'll have to make your own judgments. I'm just a tree, after all. Okay. Thanks, Ben. Ephra, are you talking to the tree? Uh, can they hear? Like, how am I speaking? You're just in your head. I love oh, that okay. half of the time on this island, Shefer is talking with people that none of us can see, hear, or understand. <laughs> nope. I'm just nuts. Um, so, uh, so I'll like, I'll hop back around, or I'll take a bite of the fruit and see how I feel first. Yeah, you take a bite of the fruit and you feel heroic. You feel courageous. You feel you could withstand the forces of evil if they were knocking at your front door and if you finish the apple which ashifa i assume you will and you are in good standings with the elfheim and queen mab you will receive the benefits of the blessed spell for the next four hours oh okay so i will grab some fruit for everyone else and i will hop back through and say here a gift from the island. Uh, are you sure it's okay? I am. I feel fantastic. And it's a gift since we're here to help rescue the star. From from the okay. from the tree? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Expand sure. your mind, Talit. I'm right, trying. Let's walk, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You all grab the apples. If you choose to eat them, your hair turns a bright sky, a bright sky blue for the next four hours as you are under the benefits of the bless spell, getting a D4 to your attack rolls and saving throws. Genevieve's going to hold on to it. She's not going to eat the fruit quite yet. She'll save it for later. No problem. I'm I wasn't gonna eat it, but who, who did it. eat it? Whose hair has turned blue? Her. Okay, so I saw Shifra eat it, and her hair turned blue. And I kind of look at Genevieve, and I'm like, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna eat the? Are you gonna eat the thing?" Um, it makes I'm your hair blue. I think it looks very nice on her. It does. <laughs> and, then, and I and I eat one. Excellent. Uh, at this point. Apples eaten or stowed away, you hear the marching song of the Lost Boys in the distance now. They are getting a little ahead of you all. All right, let's go. Let's go eat and walk, eat and walk. Excellent. All walking. You catch back up to the Lost Boys and you march another uncomfortable hour through the dense jungles of Neverland. Quickly though, as you cross the threshold from the Iron Mines jungle, to the jungle's bordering shipwreck cove, you can hear large waves crashing up against stone. The sounds of ocean birds cawing from the distance as that cool ocean breeze, the salty air starts to fill all of your senses. For a moment, it's refreshing before you realize why it is you are approaching shipwreck cove. Dante has been kidnapped, stolen in the night, and this this person, this creature, going by the name of Hook, is responsible. It's time to get your game face on. The Lost Boys stop. Hold! Sharper said. The Lost Boys fan out in an organized fashion, turn about face, spears, hips pointed up. Sharper looks at you, Helen, and says, just through that tree line is ship we have led you the way now. Tell us your mission. All right. Anybody want to tell them what the mission is? And I am heading towards. It's a tree line that's separating us from. Yeah. So there. So you're like you're in the trees right now, and where the tree line ends, a rocky like cliff face starts. It's a very dramatic change. Okay. Um, and are we able to see anything? Like, if I'm peering through the trees, like, yeah, so see down? in the trees, you can see the ocean, you know, bordering the island of Neverland. And there seems to be like choppier waves coming in on this section, this, this natural inlet bay. You can see what looks like, you know, wooden masts, overturned ships bellied up, crack wooden hulls splintering and littering this shipwreck cove graveyard. But anything past that, like true details of the cove, you'll have to step out from the concealed tree line to see. Okay. Um, I would uh, I would like to get down on my stomach and like army crawl to the end of the cliff and try to like peer over. Sure. Yeah, go ahead and make a stealth check with advantage. While you're doing that, 
uh, Talith, Genevieve, and Shifra, you are all standing with the Lost Boys waiting for their end of the bargain. Okay. And Genevieve's just gonna face them. A star fell. We're here to get it. Very bad people are after it. If you see men in red, stay away from them. They are very dangerous. That mission is freaking sick! All right, yeah. Recovering a fallen star, you know, it's not often those stars fall, but, you know, it really stirs up a lot of the creatures and other uh, monsters of Neverland. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you're not the only ones looking for that star. In fact, I bet those pirates who you're about to go talk to are looking for it as well. Speaking of pirates, and you seem to be aware of them, how many are there? Oh, loads. Yeah, loads, 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 loads. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, uh, you know, I, I can't count past 12, but I say I could count to 12 at least six times. So yeah, maybe even more. Yeah, there's lots of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Understood. And this person that is the leader of them was Hook, correct? Oh, yes, a rapscallion scoundrel that Hook is, you know. He's got it out for our leader, the leader of the Lost Boys, and between you and me, I wouldn't go talk to Hook unless our leader was with you, but, you know, you're all adults. You'll figure it out. Which which Lost Boy was is talking right now? Sharpen. Sharper, sorry. You would call him Sharpest. Okay, so so that is Sharper's <laughs> voice now. Just confirming that. Um, yeah. Making we a can little, switch it to, trink to Trinket if you making want. Making a little note. No, I was just curious. I'm just trying to keep track because it's fun for me. Uh, back in game. All right. Uh, well, I don't want to... You didn't even tell us the name, the name of your leader, and you guys seem really cool. Like, seriously, your songs are super fun. Um but we really need to, and I'm, I'm nervously looking over at Helen because now I'm really worried about her. Like, like what is she doing? Like, uh, we, we got to go. We got to deal with a pirate thing. So, um, uh, but but seriously, y'all are really cool. Uh, be safe. Um, be, uh, be well. We're, uh, and I just turn and run after Helen. Good luck to you. We'll uh, keep an eye on you from the tree line. Much appreciated. And I'll also take off. Genevieve will just kind of nod her head at them and start following. Excellent. As you hear, like, leaves rustling and tree branches, like, moving and snapping, you quickly look over your shoulder and don't see the Lost Boys anymore. Though the leaves of the jungle trees are, like, flickering as if something just shot through them upward. But you, you need to get back to your senses as you look over uh, at Helen. Helen, what would you roll on that stealth check? Uh, come on. A minute ago. Uh, 17. 17. Um, although Helen is this, you know, huge, muscular, strong woman, she is quite finesse at army crawling. <laughs> um... Helen, you get to the edge of the tree line first, and you see something magnificent. You see, stretched over the cove. We're moving to the battle camp, folks. It's time. Everybody tell Joe how beautiful his build is, because it is. <laughs> I tried really hard. 
so fancy. Coming off the tree line, you see the mighty and horrors of Shipwreck Cove. A steep drop goes down into the rocky waters where littered in the shallow waters are the wreckage of mighty wooden ships that have once sailed to Neverland, but were never able to sail away from. Trapped by the horrors that lurk in the deep, there is but one brave pirate soul who manages a strong foothold on the island. And Helen, you see this man standing on the deck of a splintered ship still floating in the water, draped in a large red trench coat, an even bigger red hat on this man's head, shadowing his facial features. As you sort of recognize him and make a note of him, your attention is quickly drawn to your friend and companion, Dante McKnight, who is currently strapped with thick spider silk to the mass of a sunken ship and a large, hairy spider stands over him. Dante is bound, tied up, waters quickly rising which, with each wave that comes crashing in. And all you hear is a voice call out from the borders of Shipwreck Cove. That trench coat, red-headed man now speaks to you. And he says... Ah, you're here. I was worried that you wouldn't show, but it appears that you've arrived just in time. Allow me to introduce myself. I uh, place my non-hooked hand over my heart and I offer a deep bow. My name is James Hook, Captain of the Jolly Roger. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And Hook's voice echoes over Shipwreck Cove as if he was speaking into a megaphone. Clearly, he acknowledges the presence of you all. Then I get up off the ground, uh, <laughs> and I stand up and I call down, The feeling is not mutual! Not mutual? <sighs> well, before you make any hasty decisions, I would like you to direct your attention to the rising tide and your mm, indisposed <laughs> friend that I borrow. Now, the fact that he is indisposed is a result of his own actions. We do have a strict code of manners here on my ship, and he has been in violation of them. But if you would be so uh, kind to step on down here, we can hash this out. Well, um peacefully, as I have a proposition for you all that I think you might want to hear. Helen, what say ye? Before you respond to Hook, um, you do a quick scan of Shipwreck Cove. 
Obviously, you see this man, Hook, calling his voice, echoing from the back of the cove where the waves are the highest. You see Dante tied up in spider silk, a large spider standing over him. But as you pan the entirety of the cove here, you see all the fragmented ship parts are occupied by more giant spiders, uh, at least a good 10 of them. Half of these giant spiders have these large spider silk sacks situated on their backs, like backpacks. Genevieve, Halith, Chifra, Helen, make quick perception checks. That'll be a 21. Six. Four. <laughs> Genevieve and Talith um, you know Helen is is locked in conversation with Hook Shifra is still munching on some blue apple Um, Genevieve and and Talith you're you're really like taking in all this information Uh, maybe you two have like the least amount of like emotion involved Um, but you see inside these spider silk sacks are bones loose bones balled up like a tumbleweed inside the spider sacks you would also notice the sun is starting to slightly set behind hook evening night is soon approaching um helen hook calls out to you so what say ye Fine, we're coming down. I turn around to the rest of everybody. I'm like, come on. Good. <laughs> I feel okay. This might, I don't want to go out on a limb, Helen, but it seems like that might be what he wants. Yes, and I want to separate his head from his body. So we're both going to get what we want tonight. Well, and Talith, check this out. You were right about the spider. Look at that. Look over there, Dante. I, I was. Like that's true. <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, and and I can I can I mind link with Dante? Um, what's the flavor on the mind link? Um, I, I, I just kind of like like my hand kind of glows just like a, like an orange like shimmer. I just kind of put it up to to my head and I and I look at him and see um see if I can make that connection with uh, sure. my psionic powers. Yeah, you see Dante. Uh, tied up in the spider silk on the mast water coming up and i'm gonna do that to hook as well sure yeah you go to reach out to commune and link with dante but there's something blocking some sort of barrier separating your minds from each other and as it like flashes back it's just like this big flash of red light with like a gold trim on it as Hook begins laughing at your feeble attempt to commune minds with one of his prisoners. And realize spider webs we could block this. Um, hey, and I yell this out like in Hook's head, mm-hmm. are, you, is, are you doing this? Are you blocking me? Can he hear that in his head? Yeah, yeah can he, I hear <clears throat> so, so Hook, um, Talith mm-hmm. is trying to open up a, a mental telepathic communication mm-hmm. with you. A willing creature can accept the communications with Aleph, but you can also reject it if you like. No, yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, I will, I'll part the red and gold veil for a moment and let let you have a taste of Hook's mind. Uh, and uh, I say, uh, hmm, no, I'm afraid you will have to talk with me before you can talk with your friend. There are no secrets here. We must deal out with our manners in proper decorum in front of one another. We can talk over tea or you can feel the end of my blade. I, I don't know much about decor. We're not much for design uh, where I'm from, but um, as far as decorating is concerned, Helen's literally about to decorate all of this with all of you. And so maybe you just mm. uh, just give us give us Dante back and, and we'll go. Um, we'll, we'll be super chill. It's totally fine. Mm. I could do that. But let's see if you'll hear me out first. Your friends are getting closer. I, I assume you've seen my arachnid friends by now, poised about. Now, I know they can be a little frightening, but I've assured them that they will not be taking any delicious, snackable bites out of your flesh until I give the word. And that word will not be given if you play nicely. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I want to be nice. And is Helen like moving closer now? Like, cause I'm partly thinking about distracting yes, here. Uh, but <laughs> I look, I'm, I'm, I'm super nice. Everybody meet, meets me, talks about how nice I am. Uh, but, but uh, I, I feel like you kind of, you did a mean thing and you took our friend and that's not cool. We don't even know you. That's really aggressive. Do you want iron? We have iron. I know. Uh, is that what you were looking for in the mine? Cause I can oh, give you that have to iron. you. No, well that, that's good to know. Mm, well, I must say, I'm, I'm doing my best to remain polite and calm here now as well. And if we were to just talk, I think, I think you'll want to hear what I have to say. And I, I see uh, Helen approaching and I say, um, yes, yes, dust yourself off. I saw you crawling about on the ground. Uh, that's <laughs> unnecessary, but I do appreciate your stealthy efforts. Now, I, I've come to believe that you're in possession of something. No, not iron, but uh, could you maybe have come across something that maybe fell out of the sky, perhaps? Real quick, Helen, are you scaling down the rocky cliffside to get to like Yeah, I guess water that's the level way down. It is, so we'll make a quick perception check. Let's see what you can spot here. Uh, perceiving at a 13. Perceiving at a 13. Helen, you notice probably two ways down. One, of course, is scaling down the rocky cliff face, uh, which could be treacherous with the sharp jagged rocks and waves crashing in. But you do notice that one of the wrecked ships here has a long wooden bow protruding from it almost to the height of the forest level that you're on, you know, looking down over shipwreck cove. Um, you could, with your athletic prowess, jump onto that piece of ship and carefully scare, scale down closer to the water level, but you should be warned to giant spiders are also stationed on that section of the ship. Here, I can try to zoom in a bit for you, see what that looks like. 
Um, so those are the two obvious ways down. One here, jumping from one spot to the other with a few spiders hanging out, or Alan scaling down the cliffside to the water. I think I'm going to make the jump, or attempt to make the jump. <laughs> Excellent. Go ahead and make an athletics check. You know I'd love to. I know it. A 19. A 19? Yes. With ease of effort, you jump down onto the ship. Do you want to get a little closer, or do you want to hang out from where you are? I'm just going to hang out where I am. And GM, are we able to hear this conversation Hook's having with Helen, specifically mention of a star? Um, so Talon is the one talking to Hook currently, right? Yeah, in his brain. mind, yeah? Yeah, through yeah. the brain. Um, Literally half met... the conversations in this show do not happen out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Though with Hook's power and stature and, uh, uh, want to speak to you all, it seems, Talith, that Hook has the ability to amplify your mind-connecting, uh, telepathic talking to connect with everyone's brains. He's sort of like siphoning your, your magical ability. Do I realize that? Make an insight check. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Uh, f f 16. 16, absolutely. You feel more channels open up as you're connected with Helen, with Genevieve, with Shifra, and with Hook. Uh, how did you do that? Oh, dude, you can't, you can't connect with, like, you gotta ask first. Like, that's what I've learned. You can't, you can't just start talking in people's brains. People get really upset. Um, don't worry, it's confusing to me too, but but it's, it's a thing. It's fine, so Caliph. Clearly oh, the man has something he wants to say to us all. You might as well do it. It's fine when it's fine when the pirate does it, but okay. Uh, yes, you should listen to her. She's very wise. This one. Uh huh. That was an impressive leap you made there. You know, in all my years as a captain and pirate, I uh, I've learned that jumping is a valuable skill. So I wanted to ask you all. If perhaps you would entertain the idea of handing over your star fragment and joining my crew. If you do that, I will promise to get you off of this island. It's, it's truly a horrid place. There are flying children with swords and, and spears that they name themselves after. There are birds. Did you know birds used to be dinosaurs? They used to be dinosaurs. and. It, and it's it's virtually impossible to depart this place by sea. Trust me, we've tried. There's a reason that this place is called Shipwreck Cove, and it's not because all of the ships are in great condition. So, what do you think? I know you have it. We can kind of get through this awkward bit at the beginning where uh, you pretend you don't have it and I pretend I'm not sure, and we can just have this out in the open. Look. We're talking about asking and consent and, and, and well, look, it's easier if we're just honest with once another. And uh, well, as I've mentioned, the tide is getting a bit higher and uh, this 
Eider silk that your friend Dante here is wrapped in is quite resistant to water. Genevieve, given that she hasn't actually moved further forward and she's still back near Talith, is going to turn to him, yeah. say, not think this, trying to keep this out of the mind connection. Do not tell him that you have it, okay? And then through the mind connection? Yes, let's talk. Uh, could we perhaps have this conversation outside of our minds? Uh, I, Helen, Helen, do you think, I mean, should we, can we, can we talk? Uh, like for, for Dante, is he going to be okay while we talk? Will he be fine? How far away is Dante from me now? From you now, um, after scaling down the ship, getting past the spiders, jumping from one section of jagged rock to another, walking up a bit to the broken mass that Dante is spiderwebbed to, probably a good, let's see, 5, 10, 50, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 60, 60. probably a good 95 feet away from where you are right now, beginning your descent. And you can make it. Helen. Well, I don't know how you propose on getting the rest of them down here for this cute little in-person chat you want to have. Mm. And Hook can simply offer uh, an, an easy way to walk down the cliffside if you also choose to talk to him face to face. I, th I think I think we have to. Sure. You can help us get down there safely. Um, I would like to speak with you. Yes, yes. Uh, so I just point out a, a a good way to come down this cliff. Of course, uh, with with a snap of his good hand or his only hand, two of the spiders quickly jetty over to the cliffside and start unspooling web in a sort of like silky netty slide for each one of you to easily transition from jungle cliff face down to shipwreck coves waters. It's okay, slide down the uh, slightly creepy spiderweb net. I show you it's a different silk than the one binding your friend here. It will be an easy transition down to the bottom of, the, of this area here so that we may talk in person and nobody will twist their ankle or fall into the depths and sharp rocks below. Sounds fun. And I take I take a running jump and like, like, ooh, like, like slide down the slide and I will like wee all the way down. Yeah, you full on Shifra slide down the slide like it's a water park and safely land at an outcropping of stone where water is crashing up against at the water level. Talith, Genevieve, do you want to join Shifra? Yeah, Genevieve will follow. Yeah, I, I'll wait for Genevieve to go, and then I will uh, I'll follow after her. Um, sure. Mostly, like, being very attentive to what Helen's doing, just going to take my cue off of whatever she does. Of course. Um, and Helen, you can either continue the route you're going or double back to join the rest of your, your crew here. I'm going to continue on the route that I'm going forward. Sure. Currently, you're probably a good 35 feet away from the closest giant spider that you would have to, like, unless you're jumping in the water and swimming against the currents, um, would have to walk past to, like, continue. That's fine. 
Um, with free. everyone, yeah, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, wait, Chiefer? No, I was talking to you, Helen. <laughs> oh, I was just saying I'm not afraid of the giant spires, but Chiefer had her hand up. Yes. Oh, no, I was just holding my chin. <laughs> Being thoughtful, thinking about my at, plan. At this point, everyone's sort of at a more comfortable parlay uh, position. You all notice that the sun is still setting on the horizon, now tainting the waters of Neverland, a soft orange hue. On the water level, Helen, Shifra, Talith, and Genevieve you all get a better look at Hook. Again, his body is covered by this bright red trench coat with gold trim, ornate stitching, uh, completely clean, not stained or wet, a large pirate-brimmed hat over his head casts a shadow on his face so that it's a little hard to see his actual features. But we can tell under the coat he's like hella fit, right? <laughs> There's two smaller bodies bouncing up and down underneath. Pay <laughs> <laughs> no attention. Hook, the uh, crew, the potential new crewmates are in parlay position. You have set out your offer in exchange for their star fragment and joining your crew, you will not only release Dante, but give them an opportunity to leave the island of Neverland. How would you like to continue the negotiation? Well, I would tell you about the many perks of being a pirate of the Jolly Roger. There are songs and merrymaking, there's art history lessons, a gentle slumber with the ambience from the crashing waves, a rigorous physical fitness routine consisting of mining iron and iron-related minerals, Sunday brunch with afternoon tea, and of course, a generous insurance packet. How's that sound? That all sounds so lovely. Amazing. So is that a yes? No. I'm about in... I mean, not, not yet. Not yet. Um, a compromise. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Still thinking now, about it. Now, um, Captain, I presume? Am I Yeah, or you may call me James if you'd like. Um, My enemies call me Hook. For now, you may call me James. James, um, it seems that, like you said, why waste time beating around the bush and wondering what each party is wanting? I am thinking it's safe to assume you don't actually want to, you want the star. Is that correct? Chew on the star? You, you're not interested in us becoming your merry little band of misfits as much as you are in having the star, which somehow, even though you're all powerful and cool and all that, we still had to get mm. it from you, and now we're in a negotiation with you where you want it? Mm. Mm. No, I, I, I want both. I would like both things. Both are of interest to me. I, you know, mm. sometimes we want two things in life, and that's okay. That's okay to want two things. I would love for you to join my pirate band, and my spiders tell me that you smell of the lost boys. Now, I would caution it that if you have talked to them, they spit nothing but lies about us adults, as children often do. 
Of course, children. I completely understand. Yes, they're um, dirty, they're scoundrels. One of them is named after a spear. He says he's got the sharpest spear, but his name is not sharpest, it's sharper. Where is the logic in that? It's it's madness, it's, it's the petulant children. You can't trust children. Children never have a plan. Exactly, not for a second. Why would you look to them for any answers? Exactly. But, and you know, I feel like, and she's kind of glancing over at Dante. Now, I, I do have to say, I'm a little concerned for my friend's safety over there. Mm. Um, yes, I do too. notice that the tides are getting high. Um, yes, me too. So why don't we just get down to business at this point? That sounds if great. We Let's were do that. to hand you the star that you've been searching for, mm -hmm. not to the lost boys who, of course, we didn't even trust before you had to warn us against them. Good, good, good. You have good heads on your shoulders. If I were to give you the star, you would give us Dante. Uh, yes, but I also would love for you to join my pirate crew. There's some wiggle room here, but I, the star is essential, and I would need at, mm -hmm. at least a a pirate's majority of you to join. But if we join your crew, then wouldn't we be staying on the island with you? And how do you, why are you still here if you know how to get off the island? Well, I don't take it you've sailed out far from this island yourselves. Well, no, no I, I've never been, here been like on, three days. Well, I have been on a boat now, yes, that's, yeah. Good. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. You're familiar with the beast then? Which so one? What? The beast, the all-terrifying beast that patrols this island, preventing any of us from leaving. Oh. You've seen this beast. No, I don't know. What do they look like? Oh, well, it's it's large and it's green. It has many scales and rows of horrifying teeth. I could list many facts about it, but I will tell you, it's fond of ripping and tearing and destroying ships and bringing them here, coughing them up, and eating many people. And yes, it has eaten several of my pirates, but I assure you, it is part of the insurance package here that if you or loved one are eaten, you will be compensated and taken care of. And of course, we will uh, bring your remains to the place of your choice, but, but, but enough about that. That has nothing to do with this. There are all of the perks that I mentioned, sure, all of us have wet socks all the time. That's just the reality of being a pirate where there's not many socks around on this island. Speaking fact, of uh, wet socks, uh, yes. perhaps if we're having a gentleman's agreement, you'd be kind enough to take our friend out of the dunk tank and put him on the Oof. deck so we can Oof. slide each other the things we want. I wish Smee was here. I would certainly would ask him what his thoughts of that, but. Right now, I'm comfortable, and, and it's important that I remain comfortable, but it's also important that you remain comfortable. For, so what if I, and I uh, kind of uh, gesture one of the spiders to kind of prop him up a couple feet to give them a little bit of assurance? Sure, uh, yeah, and this the spider hulks him up from the water. Dante, instead of being chest deep in the water, is now a good knee deep in the water. There we go. Now, I have to ask, are you all working alone in this endeavor? Or... Obviously not. Look at us, we're all here together. Ah, so you've been summoned here by someone else. I, I feel like someone's a really strong word. We were somewhere else and then we were here and it happened very fast. I can tell you about it. We were looking, mm -hmm. uh, we were we were in one town and we were looking for something and then we were on a train and there was a guy with a weird hood uh, and tattoos and then we went Alice, and we searched and we found some 
excellent okay, storyteller. Oh, as I thought. Did they... So they put you here. Did they mention why they wanted you to come here? This island is a prison. You do know this now. Well, I escaped once, so, uh... Odds are in our favor, I'd say. You escaped here once? Mm-hmm. Does Hook have a shadow? Oh, Hook does have a shadow that you can see on his person from the setting sun. Mm. Yeah, well, I got off the island. Like it's hard. <laughs> That's very impressive, and I would much want you aboard my crew now. I would just caution you that if you've entered into any deals with anyone else, that you do ask them what they want and why. Because I found that those involved with this island are not always truthful. And sometimes they don't offer all of the reasons that you might wonder. Like, why am I collecting star fragments? What do they do even? Why can't I keep one for myself? That's these are all questions you can ask. And so I've been very straightforward. I need these. I need these because these Why? Well, they will help me leave. And in a way, they will help you leave. And together, we can all leave. We can be pirates, find treasure, sing songs, and dry our socks when we are free of this hellhole. So is that a yes? I kind of, I kind of, I, I kind of put like a hand in my, in, in my coat. Um, I'm just like looking at everybody like kind of like that sounds like a really good deal, right? Like I'm nodding. I'm like yes, yes. Real quick, yeah, Genevieve. Um, first of all, I suppose watching Hook and how he's been expressive and throughout this conversation, watching his mannerisms, do I believe that he's being truthful about that statement? Make an insight check. How dry will the socks be? They'll be very dry. The driest socks you can find. You said Hook, to according to you, Genevieve, has been sincere and truth truthful with everything he has said so far. So, counter offer, because this is how polite negotiations go. Yes, of course. Um, we fighters are very curious about your offer. Okay, good. We we will be getting all of the star pieces and getting off the island as well and before we leave we could just get you and bring you with us and you could get off the island and you wouldn't have to do any of the other star searching work yourself we would do all of the work and you would mm. still get off of the island oh i like that plan yes i will keep dante here you oh no 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 dante is your... integral to no. finding the other star pieces Oh, hmm. Unfortunately, that's what we pirates uh, call a deal breaker. Mm. Sorry. I will need mm -hmm. to keep him as part of my uh, my own plan. That if mm. you were to take him, then you might be somebody else that I have to chase across this maddening island for the rest of my days. And I wouldn't want to do that. Like, if you were to take the piece, you would, you would, I, I don't know you that well. You, what if you just become pirates for mm, a modest, j just a standard pirate uh, uh, period of time, and then we will enter into this agreement? 
You just agree to be pirates for mm, seven years or so, and then once we know each other, we can revisit that bit. Hmm? Well, why is Dante part of your plan? Uh, um, he's uh, my leverage. I see. Okay. He needs an assurance that we'll maintain our part of the bargain. Yes, so not Dante specifically, um, just something or someone of value. Um, of value okay. to you, yes. Right, right. Okay. I'll, I'll make him into a great pirate. He's shown prowess already. Look, look how steady he is, all gagged and tied in spider silk. That's the mark of a good pirate. If you can stay quiet when tied up in impending doom situations, that's a good pirate. <laughs> in, in the midst of all this, because uh, like I'm going to try one more time to connect with just Helen um, and, and keep my face very straight and just be yeah. like, Helen, don't react, just don't react, don't react. I want to see if he reacts. Just woo, can you hear me? This is just for Helen. Does Hook does do, Hook I hear do this? anything? Hook does not hear that as you just channeled to Helen. And and do I feel like it like he doesn't like flinch or anything? Cause like I don't nope. okay. Uh, uh sorry. Uh hey, can I talk to you? Yes. Okay. Uh so this seems like it's just gonna go around and around in circles, right? I'm just kind of like nodding and listening to Hook. Yes. Yeah. Do Do you want to just uh, do you want to do you want to just hit him? Uh as much as I would really, really like to do that, uh part of me feels like if he blocked your little mind trick, hey, no. he might have. Not cool. Your super cool mind trick. Yeah. Uh, he might have something the way of blocking a giant hammer. But I could try. But also, the negotiations would end, like, right now. Well, yeah, but it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like they're gonna end anyway, so... Uh, Can't well, you just... just, like, throw a dagger and, like, drop Dante into the ocean and then I, like, snatch him and... Are there, oh. are there, are there, are there sharks in the water? You punch a shark. All you gotta <laughs> do is you punch him in the nose and they can't do anything. Well, you just Wouldn't know when, when you do it and I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, do you want to run it by everybody else? Because I'm I'm more of the brawn than the brain here. And right now, all I want to do is kill this man. Oh, I, that, that would actually be kind of difficult. I'm a little, I, I'm talking to so many people, my head's starting to hurt. At this point, Halith, as you maybe try to commune to one of your other allies to start devising a plan, it's clear that Hook is getting a little impatient with these offers, counter offers and negotiations. And actually with his powers severs your Ooh. your telepathic communication to everybody. As a bright flash of red light shines in all of your eyes, you are no longer able to talk to one another. Hook, with the sun setting behind Ooh. you, all of you now realize that those silky sacks of bones are starting to move and chatter and ramble. The sun's still in the sky just above the waterline. Hook, describe to me shedding your trench coat. Yeah, so I'm standing on this uh, partially destroyed boat. Get ready, fan artists. Uh, 
kind of like, uh, like you see those old cartoons where someone is like preparing to dive and they, you know, lazily walk out to the pier. It's just kind of one graceful movement, just drops the cloak behind him. And you see this, this decaying frame, uh, bits of light kind of streaming through from behind in the sunset, uh, his shadow kind of being garish like that of a, of a rotten corpse, uh, somewhat bloated in areas from water logging. Um, he kind of lets out a, <clears throat> so I'm assuming that your answer is no. How far am I from Dante? You're still that 95 feet. I'm still 95 feet from Dante. How far are we from hook? From hook. You are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80 feet away from Hook. So we've been yelling this whole time. Yeah, there's like a, a natural like echo through mm. the bay that carries everyone's voices. Would I, sorry, would I sorry if that wasn't clear. Sorry, Helen. No, Helen, were you done? Did you have you had a question? Uh, no, now, now I'm good. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So when I shed that coat, um, I'm holding something. Am I right? Correct. Correct. And what does that something look? Is it glowing? It is faintly glowing. This small sort of, um, just slightly smaller than a baseball object in Hook's hand. It's a little jagged, glowing a sort of yellow greenish hue, and it starts like shining, reverberating in light. And as it's doing that, Palith, the star shell tucked away under your coat starts shaking a little bit. The star fragment you have on your person is responding to the star fragment that Hook is holding in his hand. I kind of give Talith a wink. Talith feels very confused. Um, is that something we're all able to see? All of you I, can I probably see the star fragment at it like, like absentmindedly. And if you recall, when the star broke in the sky, one of the five fragments did land in Shipwreck Cove. Hook? So, it seems to me that you may have been misled about the power of these fragments. I assure you they are quite potent. I take my hook. This is a representation of a hook <laughs> borrowed from my own closet. Sacrifices the shirt for this one. And he kind of, uh, you see his like bony, still a little bit flesh clinging chest. He just kind of digs it in, uh, this, this hook. Do I have an iron hook or is it golden or what? Uh, it's iron. It's iron, yeah. He digs it in here, and as he's saying, he says, Don't worry, I have my tetanus shot. Uh, <laughs> and with his good hand, uh, reaches in and pulls out this gray, dead heart with these blue veins creeping across its surface. He kind of sniffs it for a second. He says, uh, It never did me any good anyway. And he kind of tosses it into the water uh, and grabs the, the star fragment and just kind of... <clears throat> puts it in there uh, and then lets go of it as his flesh begins to kind of stitch back into shape. 
a clean flash of yellow light as star surge energy reverberates over Hook's decrepit, rotting, walking corpse, filling out his organs, stitching his wound, cleaning his blemishes, growing his hair to a full, rich, black flow. Hook now stands through the power of the star in full-fledged occupancy of his prime. You know, it's too bad. Some of you look like very formidable warriors. It's a shame I have to make you all walk the plank. And Fine. Assume, let's yeah. do. Let's do this the old-fashioned way then. On guard. You, me, one on one for Dante. No magic, no funny business. If you're a great fighter. Prove it. GM, what do you think about that idea? <laughs> I'm all in on it. One hundred percent, all in on it. Uh, is it possible for Helen to? Uh, uh, I think Cook would say something like, um, "Well, I have a star fragment. It's only fair you should have one. Why don't you take that one from Talith, and then I'll take you on your deal." I turn to Talith, and I'm like, "We don't have to fight fair." I, Give me the star fragment. No, no, no. I get, I, I, I get that. I, I like glance over like real quick, like, like Genevieve. And I'm like, and I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm opening the star shell and I kind of like take it out and like reach, like I'm gonna try and put it in your chest, but I don't really know like how this works, and so I'm just kind of like doing this towards you. That's part of the pirate uh, uh, benefits. We teach you how to use these. I kind of shout over that way. Would would I know anything about how she should use this? The star is a wild source of magic dropped from the sky. Shifra, with time and study, you could probably learn a thing or two about these star fragments, but we have not had that opportunity yet. As far as we know, it is just raw, wild, arcane magic embedded in stone. So I, I think it just floats out of that and starts like hovering towards like Helen, and it's probably just hovering in space right there. Sure. I take it. I look at Shifra and I say, what do I do? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, please don't put it inside of you because I don't know how to get it back out without doing something horribly destructive to you. But, but, I, put it uh, in your hammer. Stick it in your hammer. I don't know if that's going to work. I and don't I, either. I take, the, I take the photograph that's in the chest pocket of my vest and I put the star fragment in there and I sort of, I wrap it up in that photograph. Yeah. And I close my eyes and I fucking wish on this star. <laughs> and I put it back <laughs> in my pocket. Um, all right. I, 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 and I, I look at my computer and I go, I'll buy us time. That's all I can promise. Um, and now I have to figure out how to get over there. My spiders sure. yeah, will make no. you another bridge. <laughs> Absolutely. Hook accepting the 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 deal, the one-on-one -on -one fight for Dante. Um, the spiders sort of just build silk over the water for Helen to walk across to as you are getting there, the sun now sets completely behind the horizon. 
The only sources of light are the two glowing star fragments, one shining from Hook's chest, the star just barely exposed from the flesh wound that he just opened with his own hook, and the star in Helen's pocket glowing, wrapped around a photo that she carries with her. Hook, for the sort of... Uh, theater and um, um, elegance of the show, maybe you should call on your pirates to join in the festivities. Well, it seems that we have a good old-fashioned one-on-one duel. Pirates? Oh, pirates, it's time to wake up. Kind of like the, maybe like the uh, Captain Hook equivalent of uh, Hocus Pocus yelling, boo <laughs> And with that command, the spiders with their sacks of silk and bones pop open their sacks. And the bones, as soon as night rises above the horizon with the sun setting, ramble and snap together joint by joint. And as these pirate skeletal forms take presence, flesh cascades down their bodies like rippling water, filling the skeletons with organs, skin, eyes, bandanas, pirate clothes, rapiers, daggers, as the pirates can take their true form in the dead of night. Genevieve, make an arcane check real quick as Helen is walking across the spider silk pathway to hook. 23. Genevieve, you can sense through your arcane prowess that Hook and his pirate crew are cursed. Some sort of ancient arcane magic has cursed Hook and these pirates with this undead stature. It seems at least the pirates may only be able to walk the islands and sail the seas as night falls. These skeleton forms lied dormant during the day, and it wasn't until the sun set that they turned into pirates. Hook, maybe through the powers of the fallen star fragment he has, is able to bypass some of this curse. Whether it's immortality or raw power, we're about to find out what Hook is capable of for a one-on-one fight between Captain Jane Hook and Helen. Before we get there, let's take a quick, quick break. Give everyone a breather. Let Justice take off that wig so he can <laughs> dry the sweat from What's his head. wig? This is my hair. <laughs> it's only the hat. <laughs> um, so yes, we're going to jump to a quick break. Um, during the break, we're going to do our Beetle and Grimm's t-shirt giveaway. Um, I believe if you type chat in with wings into the chat, sorry, you'll <laughs> enter yourself into the giveaway once our fantastic moderator um, gives you the, the, the heads up on doing that. Um, obviously, I need a break, so let's take a quick break. <laughs> We 
are back from our break, back from our refresher. And before we jump back into the showdown of Neverland, we got a quick few things to shout out. Three lucky winners of our Beetle and Grimm giveaway. These fantastic t-shirts are going to Lord Durock, Jack Berry, 89, and Nukiam. Uh, we got your contact information. We will be reaching out to each of you individually so you can claim your sweet T-shirt that is totally on theme for Neverland. Thank you again, Justice, and thank you again, Beetle and Grimm, for, for supporting us in that way. Um, Andrew, a few things on your end real quick. Yeah, two quick things. One is, of course, uh, remember you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash show and get access to... Uh, the podcast version early. You can hang out in our Discord, Joe's DM notes, Shifra's adventure journals. Uh, we have an option where you, after a few months, you can play in a game with us. We'll do it. We'll do a game with you here in Neverland. Lots of cool stuff. Check it out. Patreon.com slash second star show. And also tonight, uh, after we sign off, we're not going to quite sign off because we're going to do our first raid as a channel. Um, Breeze group, the initiative order is doing some awesome streams supporting, I think Jasper's game day this weekend, and they're actually streaming right now. So as soon as ours is over, hang out, uh, we won't cut out. We will go raid them, give them some support, show them some love. Uh, so make sure you hang out for that after whatever the hell is about to happen. Cause I don't know. Back to you, Joe. Dante is tied down water rushing up to his face helen in a brave note of of courage and loyalty has challenged captain james hook leader of the pirate uh, brigand and the jolly roger to a one-on-one fight winner takes dante Hook has not only outfitted himself with a star fragment, one of the five that he has managed to recover, to resume his normal human form, maybe, hopefully, in his case, breaking whatever curse has turned him undead. Helen has also taken the star that her and her companions have recovered, wrapped a personal photo around it and tucked it safely in her coat, in her vest, hoping that it might turn the tides of this fight. Helen, as you stand on a broken ship barge, face to face with Captain James Hook himself, pirates, spiders, and your companions now surround the amphitheater that has been naturally created created in Shipwreck Cove. Helen, before the fight starts, you hear a small voice uh, talk up from right behind Hook, a recently formed pirate. The voice says, "Mm, Captain, Captain. Yes, me. It's good to have you back. Good evening. Helen, you you see the short man, round belly, red cap with a blushing large nose and broken glasses fixated on his vest. Captain, I have your sword ready for your duel. Ah, thank you. I thought we told you to get those glasses fixed. <laughs> Captain, I'll get on it right away. Excellent, excellent. Ooh, you gave me the pointy one. Thank you. Mm, yes, 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 yes. And he starts, like, dusting off your shoes, like, fitting your, your new coat on you, like your dueling coat. He gets it, you know, through one sleep at a time. Helen, make a survival check. 
Oh, good. Uh, 17. You notice as Hook banishes his rapier that seems to be coated in some metallic liquid. Your survival check would tell you that fresh poison has been coated on Hook's blade. Cool. I whisper to Smee, we went with the paralytic, right? That's that's the one we put on this time? Yes, Captain, a fresh batch made up just for today. Paralytic poison uh, smoothly slathered on your beautiful blade. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, the spiders, they're so useful. Of course, Captain, of course. And as Shmi sort of like walks away, he starts clapping, brings out like a tambourine, like a little drum and starts rallying the spiders and pirates for the big duel. Now that I'm close enough, can I, I can see Dante much better, yes? Yes, Dante's still wrapped up in the spider silk. Now that you're probably like 25, 30 feet away from him, you see that he, he he seems to be unconscious as well. Maybe some of that paralytic poison that Hook has is subduing him. Dante, I mean. Um, okay. Uh, one, Don't worry, one he's fine, he's fine. Hook, be. you want to state the terms of the duel? Yes. The terms of the duel are has henceforth announced. Uh, there are terms, and those terms are, we shall duel at the conclusion of this duel, the one that is left standing, whether living or undead, replaced by flesh containing a jewel in their chest, will contain the remaining gem on their own person and uh, is fit to do what they wish with this chap here, uh, Al Dente, is that right? Smee, is that right? Al Dente is his name. Mm, Dante McKnight. Um, Dante, yes. The, the winner gets to do keep or toss to the fishes or uh, give to the spiders, whatever they wish uh, with Dante upon the conclusion of this duel. There will be no attacking of the feet. And if an eye is poked out, that shall be covered with an eye patch for the rest of thy day. Agree? Agree. Oh, and the uh, winner gets that fallen star in your hands. I tack that one on there as well. In your pocket, sorry. Well, then I get yours. Very well. If you may defeat me, I will give this to you. Yes. All right. I take off my hat and I bow and I put it back on. I didn't do that because I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Very good. Helen, any words before the duel commences? Uh, no. In that case, everybody roll initiative. Come on, Blackwood Workshop Dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need you now. Okay. 20s and above. What do I add to my initiative that block? That that higher number on those three. Ah, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Or the lower it. one. Yeah. No, I, I think I'll go with the high this time. <laughs> for, for this specific duel. Um, 20s and above. Anybody? 
15 to 19. Yes. What'd you get, Hook? Oh, uh, I got a 17. Bing. Ellen? Got an 18. Congratulations. Anyone else in that range? Also a 17. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and then Shifra and Talith. Got 12. Six. Aye, aye. With spiders, pirates watching, um, the, the, the terms of the duel have been set. Winner gets to take Dante and the opponent's star fragment. A lot is riding on this line. Helen, you each take, you and Hook take a few paces away from each other, draw your weapons, and the duel begins as waves crash, pirates cheer, spiders hiss. Helen, what is your move? Hook, you are on deck. All right. As I turn around, (laughs) as we walk away from each other and we turn around uh, back to face each other, I see Dante and I see him unconscious. And Helen's had a rough week. And this is just it. This is her breaking point. And for the first time in this game, I would like to rage. That's such a big deal. Oh my gosh. Give me that juicy, juicy rage flavor. All right. So as I look at Dante, it's just the anger is growing and growing and growing at the idea of losing really the last person that I know truly cares about me. And as that rage builds and builds, you see Helen's already glowing blue eyes just flash as it takes over. And her skin sort of becomes this like sparkling iridescent and she looks even more ripped than you've ever seen her before. And as she does this, sort of coming out of her vest pocket where she's holding the photograph um, are three spectral figures. Um, A a small uh, petite uh, pinkish looking woman, a lithe, olive-skinned man with golden eyes and a stocky mustache man built like a barrel. Um, and they are all there and they flank behind her and I am ready to attack. Helen, as you summon your spectral guardians, your 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 protectors, your, your spirits, your, your friends, the star in your pocket with their photo wrapped around it surges. With a bright flash, golden light, your spectral guardians all join their hands on your hammer, guiding your strikes. I rolled on the star surge table. I rolled a, where was I? A 97 and all physical attacks automatically hit for the next two rounds. Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I don't have to roll. roll. (laughs) Okay. It's super effective. So I do not have to roll an attack then? Describe to me your hits. All right. Um, And as they place their hands on the hammer, I take it uh, in my one hand, in, yeah, in my in my one hand, and I, 
and I close the distance between myself and Hook, and I just swing it with all of my might. And that's gonna be, oh God. It happens so fast with your rage star surge attack. You catch Hook quickly off guard. Okay, 11 points of damage. A loud boom, crack on Hook's chest as your hammer lands a clean swing. Hook, you would probably stagger a little bit, but pop back up. Um, and then uh, I'm going to attack again with my whip. You got I'm that gonna, right. Uh, pull from my side and I'm gonna swing it around my head and I'm gonna crack it right at him. And that's gonna be, because I guess it hits. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, oh God, it's eight <laughs> points of damage. Eight more points of damage as water snaps as the Wait, whip could. Yeah. I'm so wrong. I forgot to add two additional points of damage because I'm raging to my first Ooh. attack as well. So that was actually 13. So and four, this is 10. An additional four overall. Yeah. Cool. You got that hook? I got it. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> I'm used to fighting a young child with a knife. <laughs> it's been a while since I fought an adult. <laughs> Hook, you have a broken set of ribs, a laceration across your cheek. Helen, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Hook, it's your turn, then Genevieve, if you choose to do anything. Uh, may I take one of my special thingies at the end of her turn before I begin my own? I'm sorry, what was that? May I take my special action, spend a point at the end yeah. of her turn to attack yeah. her once with my sword? Of course. Yeah, ah, yes. Well, when, I, when she hits me and lacerates my cheek with this whip, I say, you know, we've never had a pirate with a whip before. You'd make a good addition. Uh, and I swing my sword. That will be a 20 to hit. Yeah, that's <laughs> Dirty. A quick repost right before Hook's turn starts. And that will be 13 damage, and uh, they need to make a save against poison. Make a constitution okay. saving throw, Helen. I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Um, um, there you go. So you take half. So take half. Rounded down? <laughs> um, no, rounded it's Hook. Round up. <laughs> So that's eight. Ow. Um, and then constitution for uh for the damage for the poison? Correct. Uh okay. Come on. Okay, that's an eighteen. An eighteen saves. Helen, as you feel your left arm, your whip arm start to like tingle and numb a little bit. You managed to just work the poison out so that you are not affected by it. Hook, Cute. it's your turn. Then Genevieve. Impressive. I've never seen someone resist my poison before. Maybe I'll add a couple more drops on this swing. Uh, and I attack again with my sword. Yes. Uh, that one will be a 19 to hit. That one hits. Uh, and for... Uh, to keep things going smooth, I will also go ahead and roll for my attack on my hook. Uh, and that is a 27 to hit. Hits as well. Okay. 
So the sword will do uh, 12 damage and the hook will do six damage. And I'm not sure if they need to make another save against the poison. One more, another constitution save versus poison on the sword. As I, as I kind of get in there with the hook, I say, a little secret, you are my favorite. <laughs> you. <laughs> in a cool, like a pirate way. <laughs> uh, that is a 20 on that constitution A 20 save. saves versus the poison as well. Uh, Hook, anything else in your turn? I believe that's it. Excellent. Um, Genevieve, you're up, then Shifra. Anything you'd like to do, Genevieve? And the bridge that was formed for Helen to cross is that still present, so we could cross if we wanted to, like, join the spectators? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's about 90 feet away or so? How much, how far are we from them? Yeah, currently, you, where you're standing from the fight between Hook and Helen... Um, is a good, a good 110 feet away. Okay. Um, she's going to turn to Shifra and Talith and say, just remember, if we try to do any magic around that star, something's going to go wrong with it. Just be mindful of that. And she's going to just take her action. She's going to dash just to get like 60 feet closer. Sure. And that'll be Absolutely. Shifra. You are up, then Talith. Mm, okay. If I, I assume that I would have crossed the bridge also and joined the spectators when this all got started. Yeah, so it's like, it's a whole thing. Like you don't have to cross the bridge to like join the spectators. There's mm -hmm. pirate spiders littering all over Shipwreck Cove. Well, I mean, I want to be close enough to Dante oh, to like do course. anything helpful. <laughs> of course. Um. So I can see that he's unconscious. Do I? Oh, let's see. Like, do I get any sense that I could perhaps cast Cure Wounds on him or attempt to in the presence of a star? That that is might that help. Is that a touch spell or does that have some range? Oh, actually, let me see. I do have to touch. Never mind. And Dante would be within the hundred feet of the star surge radius. Okay. Then, and like if he, and there's like water like underneath him, right? Correct. And how far is he from the shore? Uh, Dante himself is 90 feet away from the shore. Okay, okay. Hmm. I will hold tight for now. Very good. Holding tight, Talith. You are up, then Helen. Oh boy. Uh how far away am I? You're right next to Shifra, so 110, 115 away from the fight and 90 feet away from Dante. <clears throat> I want to get closer to the fight, so I will use my action to dash um so I can go 60 feet. Yep, you're right next to Genevieve now. Okay. And then I will Okay, perfect. Um, do I see like the pirates? My concern, I don't want to trigger the pirates to start fighting too. If we show up, I don't want them to get a rumble. So I'm keeping an eye on them. But for my bonus... it's a It's a gentleman's duel. You know that if you interfere with Dante or the actual duel, 
the pirates and spiders will probably spring to attack. So I'm making it very clear that I'm like hands off and I'm just gonna like cast Hunter's Mark on Hook, which is not an interference, I would think. Um that would put you within Star Surge range. Mm. Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, no, I do. I love chaos. And since since Genevieve just told you to be careful, I'm allowing you to rethink that choice. Otherwise, I would have let you do it. See what happened. No. Now, mind you, not all of the one to one hundred things in the Star Search table are so, bad. So here, here's the thing: Talith does not know that he can do even the teeny tiniest bit of magic. Anything nice. that he does is purely instinctual. So in his mind, like. He is just saying, like, I'm going to keep an eye on this person in case I need to deal with them. Like, like it's a mental focus because his anything he does is all like deriving from his own imagination. He doesn't think it's magic. So I am going to cast Hunter's Mark on Hook. First, you're going to roll a D100. That's so great. I've played D&D for a long time. Tell me how to do that. Um, typically, you're going to take your percentile dice and your D10. Roll them. The percentile will be your first number. The yeah, D10 yeah, will yeah. be your yeah. Check out these uh these Black Oak Workshop babies here. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Ow. All right. That's going to... Ooh, ooh. That's a 96. Okay. Or not. You said random loot or star surge? Which table? The random star loot, surge. I believe. <laughs> and you're targeting hook. I am targeting hook. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, give me give me flavor on the spell. Well, like I said, like for, for Talith magic, he, he doesn't even realize he is casting. It is like it is an outpouring of his imagination. And he is imagining um, being able to know where Hook is and keep an eye on him because he wants to keep his friends safe. And so it really is like everything about him is it, that is magical is this kind of orange, like elemental, um, almost rippling. It's almost like this energy kind of like up into the sky and then like like down on hook, almost in the blink of an eye. Excellent. And as your spell connects with hook, the star embedded in his chest flashes bright with arcane energy. So casually. So much so that it physically brings hook down onto one knee as it drains his life by half. <gasps> I might lose. <laughs> uh, clip that, somebody. Um, 96. Target HP goes to half. Are you serious? One, 100%. Wow. I will send you a picture of 96 if you really want it. Yeah, oh we'll tweet God. it. We'll tweet that out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, uh, so that's, so, that's what us. I do. <laughs> so just to clarify, Talith just got warned not to use magic, walked up right next to Genevieve. Hi, magic. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know that's what he was doing. Um, wow. Okay. That happened. Hook, you are down on a knee panting heavily as your life force was severely siphoned. And you know why. You oh, know I forgot what it's like to have lungs. Oh. <laughs> um, is the, if when it's the end of the turn, I will take one of my special actions, please. <laughs> I know which one you're going to use. Um, Talith, anything else on your turn? 
Uh, no, I used my action. That's my bonus action. I've moved. I'm good. I just want to interject too and say uh, really quickly that with the uh, ancestral uh, protectors, that if Hook attacks anyone that's not me, he has disadvantage. Word. Mm. And that the creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. That's super spicy. Mm, Very interesting. But you don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Also, as a reminder, anyone who ate that apple is blessed, right? Ooh, also true. My hair is so blue, y'all. So blue. Before on attacks or saving throws. Um, okay. Um, Talith, anything else in your turn? Nope, I'm good. Hook, you want to use a legendary action? Yes, and as I do, I'm gonna pull like that, uh, like that scene in Justice League where they're fighting Superman in slow motion, and he like turns and like looks at uh, Flash as he's running, and I I turn to Talit, and I give him these wide eyes, and I say, "I should have known when I saw the blue hair. What is it with youngsters and dying to hair outrageous colors these days?" And I say, "Pirates attack!" And, I am going to use my rally uh, uh, legendary action. Yes, as pirates enter the initiative count, rallying to their captain, not happy at what Talith just um, I, got a, I got a six on my rally. Excellent. That means they go right after Talith. Talith, spiders and pirates jump down to attack. Let's see here, they're going to move around the battlefield. Let me get them in place. Uh, you hear Shmi, uh, good job, Captain. That'll show him. Thank you, Shmi. I believe that my chest has just exploded. <laughs> I'm in great pain. Though I think I can still win this one. <laughs> Alec, we got two pirates on the webbed bridge attacking you since you caused this whole mess. Thought I was being very subtle, just to be clear. <laughs> I mean, you were until the star surge happened. Talith thought he was being very subtle. <laughs> and I was um, hoping for that du- that auto hit <laughs> yeah right like, oh the stars are good and i was like oh the stars are so bad <laughs> so far they have not worked in hook's favor but who's to say they won't um okay pirate makes a sword attack one of them will hit you talith and you will take nine points of slashing damage uh, i'm a rogue can i cutting can i do anything about that yet i don't f- Think you have mm, that no, ability? We're not there yet. Yet. Okay. We're not there oh, yet. I take it right in the face. The other pirates get into range to attack everyone else. Helen, it'll be your turn, then hook. All right. As he's down on one knee, I say to him, You know, I played a pirate in a motion picture once, but you wouldn't know what that is because you're a corpse man trapped on an island. And then I hit him with my hammer, which automatically right. hits. Because- which automatically hits. This will be the last round the auto hit triggers. Great. <laughs> motion picture what what sorcery is this um okay 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 dice i remember this uh that's uh 
12 points of damage. Boom. Bonk. Um, and then I'm going to attack with my whip again. Hit a man while he's down. Uh, and that will be... Uh, 7 plus 2, 9. That'll be 9 points of damage. Don't forget your rage damage for both. Yes, that was with my rage oh, damage. Cool. Sure. I'm doing the math now. <laughs> Thank you. Anything else, Helen? Um, uh, that's all I can do. That's it. Okay. Hook. Hook Realize it. I would like to use my last legendary action for the round. Uh, yes, for the round. May I attack with my sword? Of course. Lunging out with your rapier, you attempt to pierce Helen. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that will be 14 damage. And I say, boy, well, my poison works, me. Speed, use more poison next time. <laughs> uh, sorry, Kevin. I took from the bottom shelf this time. Get those glasses fixed. <laughs> Ellen, constitution saving throw, please. Come on, Black Oak Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Black Oak Workshop is, <laughs> I shit you not, it's another 20. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my Resist goodness, is there even any poison on this at all? <laughs> Hook, as your official turn commences, your legendary actions reset. So you have those points back in your possession. Also, being connected to the star physically, you simply just have to call upon it to summon a star surge. It's up to you if oh, you yeah, want yeah, to do that. Doing that. Hook. Does Hold anything on. weird happen when they're close to their, another star? Like, if I do one, does that mean that she has to have hers resonate? You goddamn right. Both yeah. of you roll D100. <laughs> the stars surging in unison. Oh my god, hell I want to say, like, uh, like as this happens, I, like, smile and maybe, like, uh, well, it's not raining, but if maybe when it glows, you see, like, his skeletal face again because he's being lit from the inside, and I pull, like, a villainous, you and I are the same, you know? <laughs> Doubt that. Uh, that's an 88. For me. Mine is an 86. Okay, let's wow. do Hook first. Um, Hook, as you clench the star in your chest, you unleash a wave of star surge energy. A cloud of brownish dust encompasses you in and Helen as a sweet cinnamon flavor resonates in your nose and tongues. Uh, both of you will need to make wisdom saving throws. Hook, I would use the second number on those. Okay. Uh, yeah. That is a 24. Nice. That saves. 14. 14. That fails. Helen, as you are dazed and confused from the puff of cinnamon smoke, you have birds whistling above your head. On your next turn, you can take every action other than the attack action. You weren't you weren't blessed, right? You didn't eat the fruit, and you don't have rage benefits. Rage doesn't work for wisdom saves. I think mm -hmm. just strength and con. Uh, uh, and then Helen, what was your yeah. star surge number? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. As Oh my gosh. Okay. 
as a wave of star energy fluctuates out, a certain number of living creatures are teleported toward you. Uh oh. <laughs> Good creatures or bad creatures? Oh. Living, oh. though, right? Living? Dante, please, Dante, please, Dante. The 11 closest living creatures teleport directly to you. Oh. So you've got Hook first, right on you. Shmini up next. Pirate. Fighter. Are, well, are the pirates undead? Are they living? You don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't Become know. a pirate. We'll tell you all about that. <laughs> Very interesting Four, five, philosophy. Six, seven. Eight. Nine. And, and the 11th closest creature is technically Dante. Yes! <laughs> Still unconscious and bound, you are now surrounded by Hook. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five giant spiders. One, two, three, four, five pirates and Dante. Great. The full boat. Uh, and Hook, it's still your turn. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, like that Mozart concert I went to once. And I, uh, I s- stand up and I'm going to attack, surprise, attack with my hook and sword. <laughs> yes, hook. Since your uh, spiders and pirates are surrounding Helen, you will provoke a flanking bonus, giving you advantage on your attack rolls. Okay, I like that. Ooh, it's 14 to 20, so the nat 20 on the first one. Ooh, nat 20, a clean pierce into Helen. Hook, roll all damage dice twice, then add modifier. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> uh, that is 16 damage. And a save against poison, please. Still have. Still have. I'm alive. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> um, and my second attack is a nat one and a 19. 19 hits. But I wanted to tell you about the nat one that I didn't get because it felt more villainous. Yeah. <laughs> no, true. The flavor was nice. Um, 18 on my constitution. You still save versus poison. And that one is only five damage. Okay. So three have. Oh, uh, you hear Shmi? There you go, Captain. That's a good hit. Shmi, there are too many people around. This was supposed to be a one-on-one duel. They tell the spiders to scatter now. Oh, oh! And Shmi like gets like a like a fly swatter out and starts fanning it towards the spider. You heard the captain? You heard the captain? Flee, flee! As the spiders like are like trampling <laughs> over one another, trying to get away. Um, very good. Anything else, Hook? I think I would kind of lower my sword and hook for a moment and look at Helen and say, you know, it's not too late to take my offer. Can I, can I talk? We're in, ca- we're in combat. He keeps hitting me with these witty one-liners. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. Well, very well. Then back at it. 
Genevieve, you're up, then Shifra. Genevieve, there are two pirates attacking Kalith, who is right next to you. Okay. Um, Genevieve is going to take some movement um, towards... They're both about equal distance away from her, so she's just going to go to the one that's, I guess, south of her? If, I if got I'm you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and... So so concerned about provoking issues with spell casting. She's just gonna pull out her quarter staff, which she's barely used so far, and just thunk. Pop. 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 Yeah. Hey. Okay. Um. Ooh, fourteen. Fourteen hits the pirate. Okay, perfect. So it's going to be here. Uh. Six, but I have a negative one, so five points of bludgeoning damage. You hear the pirate just go, Arr! Uh, I love that um, Genevieve has this quarterstaff that none of us have seen, that she's just out of nowhere like, <laughs> It's here now. I've used it like once. Um, <laughs> and just kind of keeping an eye, is she able to see all the commotion that just occurred in terms of like everything being summoned? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And she sees Dante there as well, right? Dante is now further away from you than he was initially. But he's not over the water anymore. Correct. He's on the broken piece of boat that the duel is commencing. Okay. Okay. That'll be it. Very good. Chifra, anything? Then Talith. I am going to believe that the stars are on my side because I am made of stars. And I am going to cast Guiding Bolt at Captain Hook. What's the range on that one? It is 120 feet. The audacity. Excellent. Yes, you can cast a spell. Since you're casting it not within 100 feet of the star, there will be no star search. Okay. All right. So, and then I'm blessed. So that will be... A uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits, yeah. Captain Hook. Yeah, she got me. All right. <laughs> I got it, you. It, it was, it lacks decorum, but it got me. Um. Okay. So I will make 46 damage for you. Ooh. 46 is what I heard. 46. <laughs> 46 damage? Clever, clever. All right, so that will be nine points of radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against Captain Hook um, has advantage against him. Excellent. Hook, you take the brunt of the radiant damage. Now glittering in your form, the next attack against you has advantage. Anything else, Chifra? That is it for now. Right. Talith, you're up. Then the pirates. Moi? What's my range to hook? Currently, you are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 25, 40, 50 feet away Excellent. Perfect. Uh, and Helen is, like, engaged with him, right? Like, within five-ish feet, you would say? She is within five feet, though she is stunned I from the star search. I'm sure she's fine. Um, I... Like looking over, seeing that everything's gone to hell, and sure this is not my fault. Uh, just like like slam my hands together, an orange blade shoots up from my hands, just overhand, 
hurl it almost like an axe at those axe throwing things that like uh, that, that people go to for like corporate retreats now. Um, and I do that and just like at hook um, flying at him to hit you with advantage, you say? Yes. Where's my d20? Okay. And uh, my bless gives me a d4 on attack rolls. Um, so you're making a ranged attack, right? Yes. Since there is an enemy within five feet of you, ranged attacks against another target would have disadvantage on your attack roll. But since there is, is the that a spell thing? on... Oh, absolutely. If you make a ranged attack against an enemy... Oh, I believe you. I'm just surprised. I don't, yeah. I'm learning. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you're, like, shooting a bow and arrow at someone, and there's oh, no, a dude... You don't have to explain it. It's like reading Rainbow. I'm just, like, being educated. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. There you go. So it cancels so, out. But, it's a flat roll. Flat roll. Yes, thank you. I wanted to be a nat 20 so bad. <laughs> it fell off my desk. All right, let's roll again. Okay. Uh, a uh, 24. Not hits. at 20, 24. 24 hits. Hits Captain um, He is, Okay, so let's, let's count. He is Hunter's Mark. Uh, I get a 1d6 plus 4 and sneak attack. Right? That is how all things work? No. Yeah, because Helen's within 5 feet, mm-hmm, so sneak mm-hmm, attack rockers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. So 1d6 plus 4. So, ooh, so 10 points of psychic damage. To him, don't ignore what just happened in D&D Beyond. I was trying to click it. <laughs> um, so uh, 10 points of psychic damage plus Hunter's Mark. So many things. Uh, which is just another D6. Oh, another six. Okay, 16 points. Wow. And then, um, wow. Hey, guys, Black Oak Workshop. Let me tell you about the dice. <laughs> they roll hot. So hot. And then do. <laughs> 2d6 of sneak attack damage, which is going to be a 4 and a 2. So 6 more points of damage. So a total of 22 points of damage to hook. And that's psychic? Uh, no, the first one was psychic. The second one was piercing. The third one was whatever sneak attack is. So I assume piercing as well. Well, my my original attack is psychic, so more psychic. The hunter's um, mark is like piercing or bludgeoning, I think. Gotcha, psychic then. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Got all that hook. Yeah, hook is uh, not doing well, me. Don't worry, Captain. A few more good blows and we'll win the fight. I'll it's command me. the pirates. It's me. They have no decorum. Toss that body in the water. Give them a sense of urgency here. You got it, Captain. As Shmi walks over I to still, Dante. I, I still have a bonus action. Go, go for it. <laughs> Sorry. I will bonus action attack uh, with a second uh, psychic blade. Oh, that was a ride. Uh, 15. Missed So the second one, just like the big one, I the second one, I and just goes like into the um, just into the deck of the ship. Excellent. Uh, Hook, you command Shmi to fight dirty as well as he walks over to Dante's tied up body, takes out this huge like curved fishing hook and hooks it around Dante's waist and is beginning to hoist him over the edge of the boat. Like this captain. Yes. And I point over at Talith, I say, this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tal's face drops, like, straight up. And as it does, two pirates are going to attack you, Talith. And one of them will hit, dealing 10 points of slashing damage to you. Uh, the other pirates that were summoned through the teleportation have to move to get into position. And they do so. We go to the top of the order. Helen, you are dazed and confused, but you can still move around. Anything from you? Um... Yeah, can I take a potion of greater healing? Ooh. Uh, doing so, let's see here. Um, doing so within five feet of an enemy would proctor an attack of opportunity. A sleight of hand, though, would bypass that. Um, yeah. Make um, a sleight of hand. Hold job. on. Yeah. yeah. Can I, can I, can I throw a little flavor in there for you? Of course you can. To maybe make it a little better okay so i realized that i i cannot attack but i need to take this potion um so now that i've sort of been dazed and like still raging but a little more coherent i see now the three ghosts around me that i did not previously see um and i i look at them and i sort of give them a knowing look and they they move in front of me Woo! and i try to, to take a little drink <laughs> Oh, the motion pictures. This must be what she was talking about. <laughs> Helen, through the, um, um, you know, protection of your guardians as they, like, bowed in front of you to try to block the attack, make your slide of hand with advantage. Hook, make an attack roll. If your attack roll beats Helen's slide of hand, you pierce through the defense. Uh, 18. Hook. Seven. As the guardians make Hook's lunge fall just short of you, Helen, as he like nicks the glass of the bottle that you drink, healing yourself. Okay, now now I roll. <laughs> uh, okay, that is eight and seventeen points of HP. I recover. Wow, that'd be ah. It'll be your turn. Can I take my legendary action and try to stab her first? You can bust out as much of your arsenal as you can. Since they're fighting dirty, you should too. How is, uh, that's a 17. How is Helen looking? Um, Gorgeous, radiant. Make, make, a, make an insight check. Uh, 1d7. 27. Oh, wait, which other number should I use? Um, no, 27. Yeah, that, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> your insight would tell you that after Helen drinks that potion, she's probably right back at like half, maybe a little more capacity to this fight. Oh my goodness. That's more than I wanted her to have. <laughs> Don't forget, you can good. switch out potion poisons for something a little more lethal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I might. I'll... Justice knows how to play D and D. You don't have to give him help. Joe, why are you trying <laughs> yeah, to get him to kill that. me? I do appreciate that. And now that the other thing has worn off, I can now start parrying things, which is important mm -hmm. to me. Yes. Um. You know, I I really want to stick with the paralysis because paralysis. I would like it if she, 
if she can't wield her weapon anymore. That'd be great. That's what, what I'm going for. Legendary action, swing with your sword. Uh, I got a 17 to hit, does that hit? That hits Helen. Roll damage, Helen, constitution saving. That is 14 damage. Flashing, I'm assuming. That rage is going a long way. Smee needs to get me a magical sword. Yeah, and that's a 17 on the constitution. And that will save. Sorry, Captain. Didn't realize you needed the magic sword for this fight. Yes, me. I always want the magic sword. (laughs) Uh, Question, are you trying to poison me because it's not working? (laughs) You know, I am. I must confess, but uh, I'm going to keep trying if you if you wouldn't mind. Captain, All right. it's your turn. Okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask Smee, seeing that, seeing that we're, we're, you know, we got this posse of spiders around here. Captain Hook doesn't want anybody else to attack Helen still, even though there are very many able-bodied spiders nearby. He wants Helen to know that he's not using them. Um, but he's gonna ask Smee to start readying the jolly boat. Oh, right away, Cap'n! Um, and he's going to make his two attacks. Uh, one is a 24 on the sword and a 27 on the hook. The sword will do uh, 13 damage and the hook will do a gentleman's three. We will need one more con save from Helen when you have a sec. Wait, hold on. I have to do that half math really quick. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Wait, 13 and a 3. 13 and 3. So, six, so 16 divided in half. 8. Yeah. Okay. And a constitution saving throw. Yeah. This might be the time you get me. <laughs> Who knows? I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not. It's so not. I rolled a natural 19. Uh, yeah, he's stamped his foot. <laughs> as a 24. The fight is starting to wind down. Hook and Helen both dropping in strength. Let's see what happens. Genevieve, you are up. Hook, unless you had anything else? No, but on the next three turns, I will be making my three attacks for my legendary action. Excellent. Genevieve, you're up. Then Hook's was, was Dante put in the water, or is he still... Shmee uh, needs a full round to throw him overboard. But I see Shmee working on that right now. Oh yes, Captain! I'm throwing Dante and Reddy in the boat. Everything in the Captain. <laughs> Shmee, ask one of the spiders for help. <laughs> oh right! As Genevieve, you have to remember to ask for help. To help. You lovable oaf. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Shoot. And how are the two pirates in front of us looking? They're fresh. They have. Uh, I mean, you bopped one pretty good, but they, they can take a good bopping. Um, you could target the pirates in front of Talith or attempt to intercept the spider going to help throw Dante overboard. Um, or anything else you want. Yeah, it's how D&D. far away is Dante? Dante is, let's see here, probably 80 feet away. Okay. Um, so she is going to kind of like speaking with Talith, just be like, we have to get Dante. And she is going to take her action to disengage from the one that's immediately in front of her and use the remainder of her movement to start heading in that direction. Excellent. Yeah, you start trudging that way. 
Luckily, there's still some spider bridge and rocks to move on. Uh, anything else? No, that will uh, that will be it. Okay. Hook, make another legendary action attack against Helen. Yay. <clears throat> I missed this one, Captain. That's a 10. A 10 misses. Um, Shifra, you're up, then Hook's attack. Okay, so... Dante's on a boat. Yeah. There's me and a spider trying to throw him overboard. Yeah. And then Genevieve just attacks someone over there. She's making her way towards Dante. Okay. Is that within 120 feet of me? Yes. Okay. I want to cast Guiding Bolt at second level. Add one of... Uh, I'll do... I will do... Do me. Um, I want to I wanna stop him from trying to throw Dante overboard. Just following orders. <laughs> yeah, I heard that one before. We need to make him our NPC and save him. <laughs> so that's uh, going to okay. be a 26 to hit. 26 hits Shmini. Definitely. <laughs> All right. And then let's see. Oh my god. <laughs> 18 points of radiant damage to wee little Shmi over there. Captain, Heartless. I'm going down! <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh no. Shmi isn't dead, but he gets like totally like jetted, like boom! <laughs> wow, you are so ruthless. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you would make the best pirate. Don't worry, Captain. <laughs> I'm still in the fight. Walk it off, me. Aye, aye. Anything else, Shifra? Uh, that is it for now. Well, you definitely kept Dante safe for a time being. <laughs> um, Hook, a legendary action attack against Helen. All right. Thank you. Thank you, GM, for remembering that I would like to attack. Okay, that one is an 18 to hit. That hits. Uh, and that will be 11 points of damage. And a right. save against poison. I well, think I picked the wrong person to fight with the poison. <laughs> I'm so healthy. <laughs> you are. You really are. I'm the healthiest person. Okay. Helen's like poor liver and heart right now are just like boom, 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 boom. Uh, 17? 17 saves versus poison. Talith, you're up. Then Hook's third legendary attack. Okay, so much is happening. Uh, Genevieve was like, save, save Dante. Uh, and then Shifra murked him and he <laughs> barely exists anymore. Um, what it, what happened to Dante's body right now? There, so, Don, so Dante's body fell back on the deck of the ruined ship. A spider is still heading over there to assist in throwing Dante overboard. Poor Shmi is like buzzing around right now from the immense splash. <laughs> Oh, but he's like guiding bolted. He is. Okay. Uh, I'm going to see that Dante looks okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a bad person. Um, Dante looks okay. I'm just, he's just gonna, like following orders. I'm just going to look back at 
Hook. You guys get one more Nuremberg. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to do, I'm, essentially, I'm going to replicate uh, my last turn and I'm going to uh, just manifest again, just glowing energy in my hand and fling it at um, Hook. Okay. But There'll be a disadvantage this time. Full disadvantage. Before I do, Dungeon oh. Master, I'm going to use my bonus action to take a steady aim. Which would normally give me advantage, but instead will just like negate, right? Yep. Does he not Clatter have advantage because I'm close to hook though? No, he he has sneak attack if it hits, but advantage doesn't proctor that way with ranged attacks. Gotcha. Legit, this is a thing, and I'm about to DM a campaign, so this is good to know. I did not know this was a thing about ranged attacks. I feel so enlightened. Uh, I'm so enlightened that I rolled a 17 plus uh, 23 to hit. And one sec. Hook. You can parry. Yeah, I'm going to parry this. Yeah. Are you, though? <laughs> uh, like that will add an 11. An 11 jumps your AC high enough that it negates Talith's attack as you quickly wheel around your hook, ping, and block. The ranged attack. What if I had like a terrible catchphrase? Like, you just got hooked. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that, though. <laughs> Frustratedly, I reach back and try and like, like zap another, another energy thing in my hand and then realize that I used all of my focus on trying to hit him in the first place. And uh, I just grunt angrily. How far away from me is, is Dante? Dante is about 90, 80 feet. And, and I'm like, I'm going to run at him. And then I realize that in focusing on hitting hook, I've like, like I've just set my stance so much. I, I literally can't even go get him. And I'm just like angry in my turn. Ends. Hook used that last legendary action to parry. So there won't be an attack this yeah. time here. <gasps> yeah. Um, More poison, which is so effective, is gonna have to wait until my turn. <laughs> we have uh, two pirates attacking Talith and one spider attacking Shifra. Oh, there's a spider attacking me? Yeah, you're launching holy snipes down the channel. <laughs> okay. You bet there's spiders coming for you. Oh, okay. Talith, six points of slashing damage from a pirate, the other one misses. Um, Shifra Spider comes in for an attack, which it has two of, and only one of them will hit with its bite. It'll deal eight points of piercing damage, make a constitution saving throw against poison. Dang. Oh, goodness. It's gonna be... A seven. Shifra, you drop down, slamming your body on the stone you're standing on, paralyzed for the next round. Awesome. Um, that'll be the enemy, Helen. You're up, then hook. That spider is getting promoted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, I hate you deeply for kidnapping my friend and threatening his life, but you are a worthy adversary, so I do respect you which is why I'm going to hit you with this hammer now. Uh, Thank you. And, <laughs> and that is a 22 to hit. That hits. Splendid. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Oh, God. I forgot how to roll dice. Come on, Helen. 
Um, okay, that is 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, and then we're just gonna come back in with the other hand with a classic crack of the whip. Um, or try. God, I have to friggin' roll for this now. Uh, a 19 to hit. Hits. Cool. Uh, and that's going to be... Uh, uh, 10 points of whatever damage the whip does. Flashing. Flashing. Hanging in there, Hook? Hook Hook is hanging in there. Hook is hanging in there. Hmm. Anything else, Helen? Uh, no. Uh, but I do look pretty rough. Oh, thank you. I was gonna run before you told me that information. <laughs> or you, you can, you would, you would be able to tell the the finesse fighter you are that you are wearing down Helen to a point where you could win. Hmm. Helen, Helen, I'm going to, I'm going to stab you now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal. Nothing, nothing personal. Uh, I appreciate the warning. Yeah, but it's a 21 and then a 19 for my hook and my sword. Oh, yay. 11 damage and then five damage. Oh, yeah. By <laughs> Helen is unconscious. No, like, yeah, I like cheer for a second, like super surprised. <laughs> and then like I play it off like I knew I had this in the bag. Um, Hook, describe to us the finishing blow against Helen. Oh my goodness. Oh. Um Hook Hook is going to like he he sees like an opening and kind of when you hit him with this hammer, his hat falls off and like uh, lands on the ground at your feet and kind of looking insulted at, at the rest of you motley crew. Uh, he gives a good nick in the shoulder and then with his hook kind of uh, goes in the other shoulder and he says, if the poison won't do it, then I'll do it myself. Uh, and uh, when you hit the ground, uh, he bends over and uh, I would like to look for that star. Oh, it's right there in her vest pocket. The star oh. in your chest can sense it. Oh, I feel like Thanos collecting infinity stones oh, right god. now. Oh god. Oh uh, god. Yeah. Uh, I I think I think he would take the stone and he says, "You know, you're a worthy adversary too." And I turn to the spider and I say. Spider, let Dante go. Uh, and then I uh, kind of pick my hat up and dust it off and uh, put it back on my head. And uh, I would, if I can still move, jump oh. in the jetty. Shmi is ready. <laughs> really ready to leave this fight. Captain. Shmi? <laughs> The Jolly Hopper is ready to go. Good. Let's get, can I curse? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here, Shmi. 
Right away. You are way tougher than I thought. <laughs> right away, Captain, as you get in the boat, me gets on the oars and just starts beefcake paddling out of shipwreck code. Hook now in possession of not only the star fragment he recovered, but the star fragments are adventurers recovered. The star shell now lies empty with Hook paddling off into the distance to his ship, the Jolly Roger. One by one, the spiders and pirates retreat into the waters and into the jungle of Neverland, leaving nothing but an unconscious Helen, a paralyzed Shifra, a damaged Halith, and a stranded Genevieve in shipwreck code. Cool. <laughs> can, can we do can we, can we do anything? Of course. I would imagine with the fight settling down, Talith and Genevieve, you can get Helen on her feet, you can get Shifra on her feet, and get everyone to a safe place so you can figure out what we must do next. And of course, Dante was left behind out of the grace of Hook. Once he's untied, his paralyzing poison, po poison will wear off as well. And I'm sure next session of Second Star to the right, Dante will have a lot to say as he dries off his increasingly wet pants. <laughs> and socks. And socks. Definitely the socks, too. I think we'll end the session there for tonight. Thank you, Cast members, thank you, Ryan, our producer from behind the screen. Thank you, viewers, for sticking with us through this extra long episode. I think we owe a quick happy birthday shout out to Ryan, who decided to produce our Twitch stream instead of celebrating his birthday. Thank you, Ryan. If you want to show Ryan some real appreciation, go check out his podcast, The Chump Cast on all social media networks at Chumpcast, right, Ryan? Is that what it is? Yep, at Chumpcast. You can find him, talk about nerdy stuff. They do a great job. Um, before we walk away- You can, you can go to thechumpcast.com and check them out. That's Please do. Uh, before we step away from tonight's session fully, we've got a, a few quick things to touch base on. Um, our next session would be on Friday, August 6th. We're going to take a little break from a traditional D&D Neverland session. We're going to give our cast members and our producer a much needed mental health break so they can take it easy, take a week off. Um, me and Andrew will still be here on our channel, same time, same place. We're going to come up with something, uh, a little sort of um, state of the star, sort of a touch base with everyone. So you'll still be able to get some Neverland content in front of you. There's a couple other things going on. Um, who's got something? Oh, I I know. I well, hold, I have a few different things, so I'll finish. A anyone else? Um, uh, Des or Bree or Emily or uh, Justice will do you right before me. So Des, Bree or Emily, do I, any of y'all have anything you want to promote or talk about uh, before we sign off or before we go raiding? Well, I guess mine is kind of related to the raid um, because I'm also involved in a channel called The Initiative Order, uh, another tabletop gaming channel. Absolutely love it, but we're doing an entire uh, weekend today, tomorrow, and Sunday of streams benefiting Jasper's Game Day. It's an awesome nonprofit organization based around preventing suicide through community and tabletop gaming. We have a goal of making $1,000 for 
uh, for Jasper's game day. Before we even started streaming, we were already a fourth of the way there. So if you have a chance to stick around and check it out, that'd be awesome, share stuff, promote. And if, if you are able to and do feel so inclined a donation, it goes to an amazing cause. So throwing that out there. Awesome. And no, I have nothing to promote other than go go support the initiative order and Jasper's game day. Justice. Um, well, I would say with Jasper's, Beetle and Grimms actually has a, a pin on our website that goes to benefit Jasper's that if you, you oh. buy it, the proceeds go towards them. Um, it's a uh, uh, no one's a critical failure uh, pin. Super awesome. And uh, you should go check that out. And our uh, platinum and silver editions of uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight are available on our website. I'm going to so, cave yeah. on that one. I know it. I'm going <laughs> to cave on that premium box. cave on it. Oh my goodness. And seriously, Justice, thank you so much for carving out time tonight to play as Captain James Hook. You did an amazing job. What a good sport. The hat, the hair, the attitude, the defeating Helen, all of it was great. Man, Helen though, Helen. I, I was worried as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose. I was like, I'm an embarrassing villain. I need to get the H out of here. Um, get that jetty ready right now, please. Me. <laughs> Justin, well, where can glad. everyone find you to keep up on uh, all the awesome things you have to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter at Justice Armin, and uh, I have a website that is the same, www.justicearmin.com, which feels very pretentious, but it is also my name. Uh, so yeah, so follow me there, say hi, and talk about D&D and stuff. If you're not following Justice, please do. He he has a lot of awesome D&D um, &D, TTRPG building content that he puts out on Twitter a lot. Great things to bring to your own table, things to think about, things to discuss. I always like to see what he posts. Uh, so thanks again, Justice, for, for playing with us tonight. Yeah, thank you. Um, I had a lot of fun. Andrew, what do you got? Yes. And anything else? We good? Me? Okay. Um, multiple things. Okay. Let's go real fast because we've got people here, so we want to jump on and do our raid. Uh, I am playing also in a, a Jasper's game day, not with the initiative order, but with Paradise RPG on Sunday. So if you got time, check us out at 11 a.m. Central, so 12 p.m. Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv.com slash Paradise RPG, P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E RPG, dice like dice, get it? Uh, we're going to be playing Monster of the Week, which I have never played before, but I think will be okay. I'm just going to play a Buffy the Vampire Slayer knockoff, and it will all be fun, and we will be raising money to support Jaspers. So check that out. State of the roll. Joe, I'm forgetting something, but that's okay. I say at this point, we just go ahead. Oh, uh, the, the other thing, Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash Second Star Show. We do a bonus segment called uh, Beyond Neverland, where we chat with each other about the game. And today we'll be chatting with Justice. So if you want to hear more about this ridiculous session that just happened, please support us Paradise or uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Second Star Show. We also dropped a Discord link if you want to come join our Discord and hang out with us there. Or go check that out in chat. But for now, I I'm a millennial, so I don't know how Twitch works. Um, so at this point, hang out and we will we will raid. And producer Ryan, you can make that happen. Yes, yep. I believe as as long as you're staying on our channel, watching our channel, you will be transitioned over to the initiative order, so you can keep 
D and D content flowing into your evening. Yeah, Ryan Darren is California. shrugging uh, in in a very like <laughs> that might work manner. So hang tight right here. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna channel the power of rating right now to go support some other people in the community. Uh, so just you know, think happy thoughts, clap if you believe in fairies, which is very never. I thought thing. you said rage. <laughs> One time you rage, you die. How how will that affect you, like uh, psychologically? I took like I was counting. I took like almost a hundred points of fucking damage. Yeah, having like, that damage was insane. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you everyone for watching. You'll go watch the initiative order. They're going on right now. Hopefully our raid works. And remember, if you're ever feeling lost, look for the second star on the right and straight on till. Toodaloo!